0: Hello, everybody. You are once again listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. My name is Ron Paschery. I'm here with my good friend Aaron Lloyd. And we'd like to welcome our newest co-host to the desk today, Joe Rodermill. Joey Rods, it's great to have you on here. It's been a long time coming. Uh, before we get started, we'd just like to plug one of our first gracious sponsors, uh, local Philadelphia author Dennis McGee, and his wonderful book titled Covered in Delco. It is the story of a group of high school seniors uh, embarking on their last year of youth. Uh, kind of goes over the decisions they make and the consequences that arise from those decisions and whether we're ready at that age to deal with the consequences. Someday, hopefully soon, this will be a movie, so you might want to read the book before the movie comes out. So you could be one of those people that says... The book was better. Books always better. <laughs> the book better. usually is
1: always better. Covered in Delco, it's a great read. I have.
0: <laughs> it is ingressing. a great read. I got into it. It is a great read. Always. It's going to be a great movie. Uh, before we get started, Joe, again, welcome yes, to the show. Ta- Thank Tom you, about Ron. Tom Tom Ron about, right right yes.
2: You inter- you introduced us wrong. What did I do? We are the Grammy Award winning <laughs>
0: the Madness Wrestling
2: Podcast. Okay, you're right. Everybody, do okay. you want me to start it again? No, you. Welcome to the Grand Run winning
0: Matt Madness Wrestling Boss. Slammy or Grammy? Slammy or Grammy? Is it Grammy. Interchangeable? No, this is yeah. Joe. Yeah. This is Joe, yes. Yeah. Eric eat your heart out. <laughs> Yes, Joe decided In style, baby. In style. Yeah. Nothing but it. Joe decided to do the, the Y2J blazer, no shirt. I think this look is going to catch on. I brought a little more flair with it with with the gloves too. I mean, represent my boy AJ. He did it. You got to get up there. He did it a little more phenomenally this week. I think. (laughs) You know, I did. You did. I like that. that. Aaron, Eric, and I—the first week—kind of wanted to let the, the listeners know, you know, what type of wrestling fans we are. Give them a sense of who we are. We talked about what we mark out for current day. A lot of people don't like to be called a mark, but what do you mark out for right now?
1: Well, obviously, I, I, I mark out for the phenomenal one, Okay, great. I mean, obviously, representing there. You're um, not the I've only always one. been a huge fan of Jericho. I just think his Mike skills is his Matt skills. I also like Dal Ziggler. Okay. Great, great, great wrestler. Cesaro is on the shelf, unfortunately. No reason um, not to mark out for uh, him, though. Yeah, no. And then um, Rollins. Rollins, I mean, how can you not?
0: No, he's, he's one of my top two current. Um, now, when... Did you start watching wrestling? I mean, you obviously love wrestling if you're actually sitting here doing this. Oh,
1: yeah. As long as I can remember, I think I came out of the womb. Watching it? I just came out like, what's on, you know? So do you you remember late 80s? I remember everything about wrestling. I I legitimately cried when Hulk Hogan got squashed. I was crying. I I thought I, I was literally crying for the man. I thought he was dead.
0: Yeah, I'm two years older than you. I was like just... An eyelash older, where I was like not going to cry over it, but I wasn't happy about it. I didn't like it. Would you still cry today? Uh, I, I might. I might. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you did. I mean, who wants to see their child get squashed? I was a big Earth Hulkamania thing? fan, brother.
1: <laughs> I had my little Hulkamania wrestling buddy, and then and to see this guy get squashed, I was I was devastated.
0: Okay, so as a, a Hulkamaniac, yes. how did you feel about the Ultimate Warrior when he came in on the heels of it and I, tried to to kind of take over?
1: I mean, I loved it. I. Uh, Ultimate Warrior brought something different. I mean, he wasn't as um, compelling, I thought, as, as Hulk Hogan, but he brought something different. So it was it was always interesting to watch to see what he had. You know, ran the ropes, and he yeah. sort of he sort of did ride off Hulk Hogan's coattails, but mm-hmm. he was still good to watch.
0: I was resentful of the Ultimate Warrior because I was a Hulkamaniac. Aaron, do you have any memories of the Ultimate Warrior? You have any feelings on the Ultimate Warrior? What, what
2: was what was it? The, the Flash paper. <laughs>
0: That's your memory? Yeah. The, I think it was Halloween, Halloween Havoc 98? Yeah, yeah that, that's, my, that's my memory. <laughs> Possibly the worst pay per view of all time, maybe. Worst match. Definitely the worst Damn. match of all time. Worst finish of all time. Yeah. I mean, I think Hogan burned himself with the flashback. He did. He did. All
2: right. He burned his eyebrows off.
0: Yeah, so Joe, you go way back. You go back, I guess, just as far as I yeah, do. As far as I can remember. Um, so, aside from that, if you had to list a Mount Rushmore of all time, your top four favorite wow, wrestlers.
1: Four, four, four. that's a tough draw. It is I mean, tough. Obviously, I'm going to go Hulk Hogan. Okay. That, that was my that was my childhood, that was my youth. That was what brought me into wrestling. That's where, you know, I, I think he sort of revolutionized the industry at, the, at that point. Um, after that, I, I might have to go Stone Cold. Stone Cold was the ultimate, you know, um, he wasn't face, he wasn't heel, he was just Stone Cold. Would you so, list him as the, an anti-hero? Almost anti-hero, yeah. Okay. I mean, he was a huge figurehead in the whole... That whole attitude error, yes, you know, pushedered um, it in. Oh, definitely. Um. Uh. So, wrestler people don't pay a lot of respect to. I thought he d- definitely, definitely changed the heel role. Was Jake the Snake Roberts?
0: Oh great huge, one. Huge wrestler, cool. and I don't
1: think he gets paid a lot of respect for what he did in wrestling. So I'm I mean, glad he'd, he'd be you up said that. Um, four. It's gonna be a tough draw. I mean, I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think everybody probably has like another the four HBK? that be going. Probably into there, HBK because
1: he he was great in in the ring. He was great on the mic. Um, I grew up not only with Hulk Hogan, but I loved the Rockers. Right, and that was like the ultimate tag team. Oh, they were a great uh, tag era, team yeah. for
0: kids at that time. Well, I I will say I love you. Know I love you. You know I'm glad to have you here. If HBK wasn't on your list, this might have been the last show you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on the list. But you have so many names running through your head. You gotta. I know. I was I was waiting. Like I was, I was almost biting my tongue, hoping you were not going to leave the heartbreak. I left my I left my trusty list. notepad in the car,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which
0: had HBK on
1: there. So yes.
0: <laughs> All right, so Joe, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I think that was about all we, it. that was our, our introductions. Um, before we get into the show, we're going to talk about Raw, obviously. We're going to, for the first time on this show, talk a little bit about NXT. I know we're all big fans of NXT and that product. Uh, before we get into that, we just want to give a little thank you to a friend of the show, the thrift, ThriftSociety.com. It is a sustainability blog for the Urban Millennial log on for tips and tricks on how to remain sustainable on your urban grind. Follow their Instagram on thrift society all one word. Uh, on February 6th, they will be in Baltimore, Maryland at the Exit the Apple Gallery for the digital art gallery tour. So if you're in the area, Baltimore is only a 90-minute ride and out from us in Philadelphia. If you're in New York, it's not too far. If you're in DC, it's right in your backyard. So go check them out if you got the chance. And thank it. you again. That to was the the some Rift good society. work,
1: there, Ron. That was some good work. I thought you were going to trip over something. <laughs> thank you. I, you I, made I free
0: to fall, but you didn't. No, I, I, I assumed you I would. Any, you yeah, anything scripted. And, is, and you pronunciated it a really, little really well. Make sure you hit those. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate. it. Well, now maybe I won't be so self-conscious about reading anything scripted in the future. I don't know if I'll ever get over that, though. Um, so we get to Raw, uh, most recent episode where. Well, not too far removed from the Royal Rumble. We're getting into the kind of the peak of WrestleMania season. show opens, shockingly, with a non-Vince, non-Stephanie, non-Triple-H, non-Roman Reigns promo. We get the lucky treat of being greeted by none other than Paul Heyman (laughs) and his client, the Beast Brock Lesnar. Aaron, your thoughts on this opening promo as compared to weeks past?
2: It was different. I didn't get to see Stephanie Vince. but my, when I seen Brothers that Come out, this should have happened last week. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't have to open the show. It should have been an episode last week. It's a good thing because WWE they think we forget things. They they did mention the Wyatt family, but they put over the triple threat match for Fastlane. Talking about Paul Heyman. One of his great lines was, he said, brother versus brother versus beast. Yes. That was a great way to label the match. And mm-hmm. I think they'll carry on that label of the match. And then Dean Ambrose comes out and interrupts him. It was good interaction, but I expected more. Because I still, even, we're so used to these long promos on When you
0: say more, did you think it was going to turn into a physical thing, or did you think they'd go back and forth a little more?
2: I just thought him and Paul could have had more interaction, because I don't think him and Paul had much
0: interaction. Paul didn't say anything. Yeah, Paul didn't he say called anything. him Porky when he came yeah. out, and that yeah. was the end of yeah.
2: it. Yeah, other I than that, it was no interaction. I thought it should have been a little bit more interaction, and that was a pretty quick promo to start off Monday Night Raw.
1: I mean, it seems like they're kind of pushing, though, that they want Ambrose you know, head-to-head with Lesnar, so they were sort of going with that angle. Yeah. So you don't want to get in there with Heyman, I, I think as much as they want to build that, because I-, I think I see a future there. I, th- I think I see maybe title, title matches down there. Well, the-
0: I do. Well, I, it's funny, because... I think it was maybe about a year ago, maybe a little more, when Lesnar was just destroying everybody. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were clamoring for an Ambrose feud, like Ambrose to be the one guy who could beat him because they know, one, he's not as big as Roman, he's not as big as a lot of other guys. Um, and, and he, you know, the fans love him, yeah, and he, nobody would be cheering harder than for Dean Ambrose going up against and the Beast Ambrose, and he
2: basically challenged Brock Lesnar. He said, I want to see what the hype's about about Suplex City.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's he, a yeah, I want to God. see what all the fuss is it, about. He didn't seem too impressed either. No, he didn't. No, I loved, uh, I mean, I loved Heyman, obviously, any time he comes out. Far less attractive than Stephanie McMahon, though. He is. He is he, not quite as attractive. As a little Stephanie, disappointed. Though. I mean, yeah.
1: maybe cup sizes are, are <laughs> similar, but
0: not. As but attractive. that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's
1: about that's it. That's the only similarity.
0: The only one I see. Well, so Heyman. I don't know if there's anybody that sells a match. It was interesting you said that. That he put the perfect label on what that match is: brother versus brother versus beast. Nobody sells a match better than Paul Heyman. Uh, I don't know if anyone ever has. Um, but I li- I really did like the the Ambrose interaction. One, he doesn't get enough time to talk. No. They bill him as being crazy, and but he never really gets to say anything. Um, yeah. I liked that he because that's the only thing different about this match is Ambrose is going to be in the ring with Brock. We've seen Roman and Brock, and, and that's kind of the way. Which kind of shocks me the way
1: they're they're
0: billing it. I mean, it's a triple threat match,
1: but it seems like they're almost leaning towards Ambrose Lesnar more than Reigns. Reigns is just there because. He was in the title picture recently.
0: Now, well, do you think, not to cut you okay. off, but do, do you think some of that is because they're trying to pull an old Vince Russo swerve?
1: Yes.
2: Remember, I texted you about this <laughs> on Saturday.
0: I have a bold prediction. Uh-huh. Listen,
2: you'll love this, bro. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for the bold prediction
0: for three days now.
2: Yes. All right. As bad as WWE has book reigns, there's one thing they've done right. And that's have a, have sympathy for this guy. Mm-hmm. So we already know somehow, someway, he's going to win at Fastlane. We already know the Wyatts are going to interfere, take out Brock, and somehow, some way, Ambrose was going to be to take the pinfall at WrestleMania with the Rock in Reigns' corner, which is more than likely. The Ultimate Swerve will have Ambrose interfere and cost Reigns a title for the second consecutive year, being screwed by his former
0: brother. <laughs> I like that. What do you think? I mean, do you think that's the swerve they're leading towards? Th- Would you like to see an Ambrose turning on Roman? I I don't even know if I want to see him turning
1: because I, I feel right now we don't have enough face quality faces in the WWE. I mean, we have people that are in and out like Jericho, which is a good face, but he's I mean, he's never going to be the the, the title kind of guy right. he was in the past. So uh, to see him go the other way, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be sitting there. I mean, unless they start pushing AJ Styles up there, which I don't see coming anytime soon. Maybe Finn Balor moves up to the main roster, but I mean, you still need some face presence out there.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm not sure. I mean, I would like it. I wanted to see Ambrose turn at Survivor Series.
2: I called it every pay per view in the summer.
0: What? did Ambrose <laughs> was going to turn? You might be right. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes, you were going so to. Rewind. I called
2: it every month. <laughs> Keep throwing at
1: the walls.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> but that will be the perfect spot for the second consecutive year to be screwed by your by one of your best friends. It, it would be in the main summer. event.
1: At WrestleMania. It would be controversial,
0: and it would help sell the pay-per-view. Yeah. I can agree with that. And
2: Ambrose turn heel. Check the Raidens, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you like that swerve? Yes. It's better than the, uh, what was it, Judy Bagwell on a pole match or whatever?
2: <laughs> I'm still waiting for that Nikki Bella on a pole match. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know you're, you're a big fan of the uh, the David Arquette title reign. Oh, my. <laughs> Probably your favorite swerve oh of all time. Um, we may be getting a little bit, well, I may be getting a little bit ahead That's of myself. That's bad for business. Yes. But... <laughs> So, today, Seth, Seth at WrestleMania last year, you know, keeps Roman from winning the title. If this year, a second member of the Shield keeps Reigns from winning the title at WrestleMania, do you think that is what finally sets up the following WrestleMania for the Shield triple threat match that everybody has been clamoring for? Uh, or do you think they're going to save, I mean, I think they broke him up too soon, but... I definitely would have thought they would have had that match by now.
2: Well, with Seth coming back, he's what he's scheduled to be June, July. The tiles in between Reigns and Ambrose, I think that would be a, a, the feud between um, um, probably payback, money in the bank, and Rollins should be back. So I don't see a problem with that wouldn't happen at SummerSlam.
0: So you think that could be a SummerSlam? It could match. possibly be a SummerSlam main event. All right. Well, I mean, that'd be good too. I mean, they're trying to make SummerSlam like the second. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's a good way. Yeah, cuz there's no to doubt Seth
1: Rollins is a coming back face. I'd be surprised if they last that long cuz I mean, one thing WWE hasn't done recently is carry feuds right. over multiple pair of views maybe two at most, and then they start going in other directions. Yeah. Um, I would like to see that. And it would be interesting to see how they
0: could sustain that
1: over that that time frame.
0: Well, yeah, they're three of the best. I'm all, I mean, Rollins probably the best for me for my money the best worker in the company right now. Ambrose, incredible. Reigns, I don't think, is quite on their level, but he's obviously the guy that we all know that Vince has, you know, you know up on the pedestal, so we know he's always going to be in the picture. Um, you're right, though. I think some of the lower card feuds end up getting, you know, for maybe three or four pay-per-views. Um, but, yeah, like the main event feuds, it's, it's almost like a one-off most of the time. You don't get to see. And part of that is because Lesnar has been, the main event guy and he comes he and goes. In and out as he pleases, so, so I guess they're a little bit handcuffed with that. But I guess to get back to, to Raw, um I thought it was a good opening sequence. I think it built you know, we're what, how many weeks? Three weeks out from Fastlane. Yeah. So it's it's there it's a good start to the build for that. It's good to see Brock on T V. Always good to see Heyman. And I think it you know it kind of planted the seed for what would come at the end of the night. Um <laughs> Covered in Delco, it, once again, a great book. Uh, Joe can't get enough of it. <laughs> you may want to read it, be- again, before it's on the, the silver screen, maybe in a couple years. Um, so after that, actually, the, another thing I liked was uh, when Heyman called Ambrose a nut job and a whack job and all that. And then he called him a, what was it, a, a tralla <laughs> a tralala Gudier or whatever it was, tralala Gudier. Yeah, I, I didn't about uh, that. The tralala Gudier. Yeah. When he said it, I didn't know, have any idea what it meant. Uh, there was a callback to it eventually in the show, but first match we got Kalisto against Rusev, another League of Nations member that's getting thrown out there as chum. We did get Lana, but she's now she's walking behind Rusev. Well, they made up because he's still mad at her. Is that, I mean, is that why? Baby mama drama? Yeah, it's jarring to me to see that she was, like, in in charge of him, basically, for the whole time he was building, you know, towards the Cena rivalry and the US Championship and all that, and now she just goes out there with him, like, she's just... Lana's a dominatrix, you know, Rusev likes to be submissive (laughs) in a way, I mean... I guess, I mean, I I don't like that she went from a very powerful female character to she's just... In the background. Well,
2: let's just, see, let's just let's just be glad she made it on TV this week.
0: Well, it's <laughs> good to see her back. Yeah, I mean, we don't see it all the time. Um, match, it wasn't a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, did not equal... What was the opener last week? It was Owens and, Owens Ziggler, and Ziggler last week, yeah. right? So this, obviously, was not going to live up to that. No. Kalisto was a lot of fun to watch. Oh. Uh, he's kind of the uh, the poor man's uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, I don't think he has quite the uh, energy or charisma... That Rey Mysterio had, but he's fun to watch. He's got unbelievable offense. Yeah, no, there's no. nobody else in the company. It's that nice does to see them does. give a little push to the little
1: guy for once. Right. I mean, well, that, they don't.
0: They don't do that too often. No, they don't. And announcers actually put over the fact that he's little, he's an underdog, which you said something earlier about Roman being sympathetic. They don't have a lot of sympathetic baby faces in WWE anymore, no. and they're making Kalisto sympathetic. He's small. They're calling him a mosquito. He's an underdog mm-hmm. every time he's out there. He's not supposed to win. That's one thing JBL could do. Is what? Insult, Insult somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can. Um So again, I mean my big the big thing I liked about I enjoyed the head scissors over the top rope and mm-hmm. then the suit when he jumped over the top rope, oh, he got the Rus- super kick. Yeah, Russian kick, that was good. Um do you think this match pushed anybody forward? I mean, do you think Kalisto gets pushed forward by winning this match by count out?
2: No, well, it's a typical Little guy gets a big guy thing. Wins mash, wins by count out. It was just the further the rematch for for Fastlane with Del Rio, which I don't want to see again. We saw it four times in January. Right. So, I, I don't want to see any interaction between these guys until Fastlane. And hopefully, Kalisto
1: wins and that ends, ends that situation. Uh, I agree.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree.
1: I, I I would like to see some, you know, I hate when they change the title so quickly. Uh, they, they did it Kalisto and then right back to Del Rio mm-hmm. and then Kalisto again. Um, I think it sort of... St- you know, Stains the title a little bit uh, They keep changing it Every other wrestling match yeah. Not even pay-per-views They were doing it on regular right. TV yeah, It happened
0: on SmackDown and Raw In consecutive shows yeah. That that title changed hands And for a mid-card title You kind of really have to take care of it To keep people Definitely, you gotta build it up as, as much as you do the WWE title You gotta give it a little more prestige Right, it's not just a prop That somebody walks out there with Definitely You want not. it to mean something So those matches mean something I do think though uh, Kalisto is going to hold on to it for a little while, and I don't know if you'll agree with this. I'm about to throw a dollar in that jar because John Cena, who I'm not the biggest fan of, made that title mean something. He made a a fun. You can throw that in there for me. I can't read.
1: Boom. Dollar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he gave us a fun match for the U.S. title every week on Raw. Yeah, the open challenge was. Yeah, you know, it was great for the title. It, mm-hmm. it well, made you interested in the title. Exactly, and I think Kalisto can give us. An entertaining match for that title, on Raw or SmackDown on a relatively, you know, regular basis.
2: Well, apparently SmackDown is the is the new home for the U.S. Open Challenge. <laughs> it,
0: like him and Neville had a match. And I heard great things about that. It was a great match. Well, I don't know if you remember. I think last week I
2: said that. Yeah, you like, have fun matches, and I, I still have like Neville got a title shot. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think a lot of these small NXT guys that they don't take seriously yet. Like that that U.S. title with Kalisto holding it could be kind of like a breeding ground for these NXT guys to get some exposure again. So speaking on that being mm-hmm. my first
1: show, uh, where where does the panel stand on Neville? What do we think about Neville overall as a wrestler? We haven't Amazing. discussed yeah we haven't yeah.
0: discussed him much. He's yeah unbelievable in the ring. I do think like Vince always talks about Cesaro doesn't make a connection with the crowd. I think Neville is one of those guys that. Every kid loves because he's fun to watch. Definitely, I think there's something personality-wise that he might be lacking, but I think he can get there Some if they give him. him. Yeah, like they, if they give him enough time to have a character, and that's the problem. A lot of these guys don't even get the time to have a character. No, they either get to go out and have a match, or they're in the in backstage and they're having a an interview, and somebody knocks them out while they're talking. I think the promo and the interview is an important part of. Every character that you're trying to build. Definitely. You need promo skills.
1: You need to be on that mic. You need to be able to sell yourself. Not just go out there and do the ride back, ah, I love life kind of. Yeah.
0: Don't get the book. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he he does talk about (laughs) the secret quite a bit. Unless you get covered in Delco. That's the only book. (laughs) 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 Just saying. That's the only book you're allowed to plug on Raw from now on. Okay, we'll talk to Triple H and Stephanie about it. Um, That's my boy. Yeah, I do like Neville, though. I think he's, he's incredibly fun to watch. He's amazing
1: to watch in ring, and I do think he's got something. Uh, and I would like to see maybe WWE step up for once and push one of these guys.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Or you, you think they're giving them a push, and then they immediately get pushed right back down. Definitely. I mean, Tyler Breeze came out, they pushed him right in a feud oh. with Ziggler, and now he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he was getting crushed last.
1: last yeah, minute. he was Ron. out of the
0: rumble in what? 90 seconds.
2: Ron, this is a family show. Stop not- talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll leave I'll leave that alone for now. No, pl-
2: don't don't go back
0: to it. Yeah, if we're lucky, we won't have to go back yeah. to it. Okay, so Kalisto Rusev. I guess it is fun sometimes mm-hmm. to see a big guy little guy match. Uh but hopefully Kalisto gets a chance to act to actually hold on to this title for a little while. Um we got the backstage segment with the WWE title prominently displayed. Ambrose and Reigns gawking at it a little bit. You get Stephanie interacting with the two of them. You know, putting over her husband, um, teasing a little bit the idea of them turning on each other by mentioning Janetty and HBK. Janetty never saw it coming. They mentioned how you know Evolution. Orton and Evolution never saw it coming. Rockers. Yeah, they, they <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, you miss them still, right? No I do. But I have a <laughs> special spot in my heart. And as you should. Special I mean, shot in my hair. This. Chest. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it is almost shockingly hairless. And it's pure white. I I I'm the Seamus of the stream, of you, this are. Podcast. you are. You are. The Irishman loves to fight, Michael. Michael. <laughs> we, they also, I think she also, she mentioned Rollins. They never saw Rollins turning on them <laughs> coming. So they're teasing, and I think they're maybe hinting at that a little too much. Um, well, the thing is, Roman indeed didn't fall for it. Because right.
2: Stephanie said, people see you as Roman's sidekick, Dean. He's like, Dean, Dean said, no, he's my sidekick. I love that,
1: by the way. <laughs> and there was no, like, hey, what are you talking about? This that. Even in the tag match, no dissension between them. Mm-hmm. So so if that does happen. Everything comes to fruition like we were talking earlier. You have Dean Ambrose turning on, on Roman Reigns. Do we potentially see Rollins come back face? Yeah. Oh, AD there's face? no doubt Roman's comeback baby face. I mean, it's, it's Rollins. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt.
0: Well, from the second he went out, all I could see was his music hitting and him coming out like when Triple H came back. Um,
1: and yeah, in the garden, there's no doubt he's. A yeah, if that does happen, it would set up a great way for him to come back. Face, you know, mm-hmm. Triple H turning on him, the face of the WWE, mm-hmm. left him out. So now he's on his own and he wants to prove he's the man. And it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Yeah, the only the only problem I see, and again, if anybody feels differently about this, but I think the only problem with Seth being a babyface is he's always going to be number two behind Roman, if he is. And I think him Not being... Not according to the crowd. Well, no, but...
2: In their mind, it's always going to be that way.
0: But whoever the crowd loves most is typically never going to yeah, be no. on the top. I mean, we saw... When, his ego gets But even gets when Seth Rollins was
2: healed, they still loved him.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people like that, that they just, they like who they like. We like who we like. It doesn't matter if they if they do a heel turn. I mean, we'll, we'll like who we like. It doesn't matter. Because
2: yeah, even at SummerSlam... Against, against Nikki Bella's boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you're really holding on to them dollars oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> you, who's your boyfriend, by the way? I don't who's, who's, I got, Name escapes me. Oh, I'm kind of like lost on, on the this The former right world now. champion.
0: Oh, that guy. I'm feeling a little generous. It's John Cena. The champion. <laughs> you can't see me. You can't see any more money now. Yeah. In that
2: match, you couldn't tell In that
0: match, you would think that Ronald was the face. No, you would have thought that. I mean, well, he came out in white. Came out in white doing frog splashes. Which was brilliant. Phoenix Phoenix flies and stuff. You would think he's the face. You would think that. I mean, his style is definitely a baby face style. Um, And I would like to see him get to be a baby face. I just worry that... He'd be an excellent
1: baby face. He's got excellent in-ring ability. He's got uh, superb mic skills. No,
0: he's grown by leaps and bounds over the last year and a half. I mean, ever since he turned. Because that's what I always thought. I was like, I don't know if he'll ever be good on his own because I don't know if he can talk. It out and he was probably the best of the three. Yeah, and Johnny idiot face to, to Johnny Manziel is one of my favorite things he's ever said. Um, a lot of people I think forgot about that, but you know they teased like I said the split. They didn't fall for it. Ambrose, one of the best lines of the night, saying no, he's my sidekick, was great. And Roman didn't even argue it. <laughs> I think if he did, he knew he would get booed yeah. probably. Um, that leads us to and yet another backstage segment. Where Brie Bella is discussing the neck surgery for Nikki Bella, Charlotte comes over, says, I'm the one who ended her career. Again, I don't know how a lot of people took it. I, I think this is another step in her progression as being a good well, heel champion for now, but a good mm-hmm. heel in the company. Unfortunately, almost all the divas seem like they're heels all the time. Yeah, I I don't know why they keep they keep
1: changing them. One week they're one week they're face, <laughs> yeah. next thing they're together and then they're not together. They even did this this last Monday night raw with um I guess it's a good thing cuz they're pushing your girl. Yeah. But they brought out the rest of uh you know, We don't
0: have a Sasha Banks swear jar. You can say her
1: name. <laughs> your girl Sasha Banks. And they brought out the rest of team Bay which you haven't seen them together in the past, you know, a couple shows. And they brought right. them out just to squash it pretty mm-hmm. much.
0: Well, we, I know, had been clamoring for Sasha splitting from Team Bad.
1: Which I'm a fan of, because I think the other people will just hold her back.
0: Yeah, people. I mean, I like Naomi, I think, more than most people. Um,
1: I like Naomi, but for some reason, she just doesn't get over it. I don't know if it's something you, Do you, you take her serious on the mic? No. I can't take it serious. You don't think she's gotten better? She's gotten better, but when
2: she first turned heel, that was an authentic promo, because it was fat, and it's how she felt. Right. Now, I just think they have they have her act act just trying to force, force feed that she's the best, and she's not.
0: So you think, in your eyes, do you, you think Naomi got hot at that moment when they turned her heel, and then it, and it just her, kind of got cold? Yeah, they are. Yeah, because
2: they're trying they try to give her some an attitude when it's not coming off naturally. But when she first turned heel, the first time when she cut, because that was
0: all facts. See, I think some of the problem was that they tried to make them be the female New Day, and that's not who they are.
2: Well, that was later, because I don't know if you've seen on Instagram their backstage shit's... Yeah, I did. They're amazing. Yeah, they
0: are. <laughs> They're see, amazing. that's funny, but yeah. what they do in the ring yeah, because they, they always try, fell they flat. try too hard. hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that uh, it was time for that split. Um, I was happy to see it. I, so now here's the thing: is Sasha a baby face now, and is she still going to be in this little bit of a feud with Becky Lynch, who also is a baby face? Well, I think they started to. You know, slowly
1: turn her baby face with her and Becky Lynch standing side by side last. Um, I think you're going to see that feud sort of going forward, maybe in the next show or two.
0: So maybe they kind of have NXT each other's back a little bit. Yeah, a
1: little, little, little bit. I which mean, I wouldn't
0: go- mind. I mean, they were, what were they? Were they team? They were team Bay, I believe, in NXT yeah. last year. Yeah. Best, best at everything. Yeah. Which is
1: ultimately going to set up a feud with um, Charlotte for the title, which is always a good thing because Sasha Banks is really, you know, one of the top divas in the promotion
0: right now yeah I think she's the best one I think she's got the ability to be first article I wrote for TJR Wrestling little plug for John Canton's website uh, was that I compared Sasha Banks to the next Shawn Michaels I think there's it's a lot race. of sim- I did yeah he's my favorite of all time she's my favorite right now um, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities between their style very brash confident um, undersized oh yeah They bump more than anybody else. It doesn't matter if they win or lose their match. You remember their performance at the end of the night.
1: (laughs) That's the thing right now. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan, as we covered earlier, for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I came out of the womb watching wrestling. (laughs) And this is probably one of the most exciting times for the women's wrestling division that I can remember as far as, you know, the talent, um, the mic skills, the ability to actually carry matches. I'm not changing the channel like I used to back in the day.
0: Yeah, so again, I've, I've never discussed this with you. I think we discussed this last week. A lot of men's matches have now become just nothing, but it's a spot fest for ten to fifteen minutes. Whereas the women's matches now wrestling. are wrestling matches, where they're tell, they're working a body part, telling a story, um, getting you know sympathy on the baby face, getting heat on the heel. It's not just you know, look what I can do. Look what I watch yes. this move I can do. I'm watch this move I can do. Fly over the ropes because I can. Yeah, they're actually telling you a story in the ring, giving you a good wrestling match.
1: I mean, that Saucer Banks-Becky match from Raw was probably one of the better matches of the night. Oh, absolutely. I thought they was moving a little slow. It slow was at time. I mean, times, but they, they, they had the old-school transitions. Yeah, yeah they did, bridges, but it was just... There was a couple times when it did move slow, yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they weren't sure what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, had it had seemed like, you know, they were sort of...
0: Do you think maybe both of them were like, we haven't gotten this much time, we never get time to do a match <laughs> anymore? No,
2: I, I don't think that, I just think... Maybe they were, maybe they were so worried about the time because of um, because they, they knew what was going to happen outside with Naomi. Right. Maybe, but that.
0: <laughs> back, back, back to that? The, back to the. I Charlotte, don't know. Back to Charlotte. I think that's Eric's cell phone. <laughs> Eric, what did I tell you about that? He's calling Joe, asking why he's wearing his wardrobe from last week. Anyway.
2: Back back to that Charlotte promo back to with, Br- with Brie Bella. I mm-hmm. guess we could, I guess we could jump right into the match. Charlotte that to prom, Maxi promo was absolutely perfect. She has officially come into her own. She let she walked in front, had Ric Flair behind her, she went right into Brie Bella saying I possibly ended Nikki's career mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be her as long as reigns Diva's champion. It was it was excellent. But my thing is where well, you go to Diva's title because you have Brie beat Charlotte, and you know they always, and you know they always say, oh, Brie beat the champion, maybe she'll get a title shot. She got to be in line for a title shot. They may have a seat for that. And then they have Naomi and Tamina turn on Sasha, and then that gives us a match we, never, we have yet to see, which is Sasha and Naomi, which will be an amazing match.
0: Will be a good match. But, but then
2: you also have Sasha and Becky helping her out, taking on Naomi and Tamina. So it's kind of where do you go from there.
0: So do you are you saying you think they're going in the direction of Naomi and Sasha having a feud going forward and maybe a match at Fastlane and th- Bree th- having a title match?
2: It, it would make sense, but I would think that because you can't like you're gonna you have to break up Team Bad And one of the match. It's only two matches we haven't seen on the main roster since they've come up, and that's Charlotte, Charlotte and Sasha, and Sasha and Naomi. So when Naomi was so. Naomi versus Sasha has to happen because they were both in Team Bad. So that's one of the matches that has to happen. And Charlotte and Sasha, that's the, you know that's the money match. So I think it's hard, it's hard to say because they have Bree beat Charlotte.
1: And they have Sasha and Becky against Team Bad. I, I sort of agree with you there. Um, the way I see it playing out, though, is that they're going to set up that triple threat match with you know, Brie, Sasha, and Charlotte for the title at WrestleMania. So, you are going to see Sasha think. feuding with the rest of the band right now, with Becky, sort of building towards that. That's the way I see it going. Well, I had Paige in that part, because I don't see them leaving Paige off WrestleMania. So,
2: was it a fatal four-way? You, um, had, a, you had, yeah, a fatal had a fatal four-way. four-way. four-way so, yeah. I had a fatal four-way. Yeah, but we're they haven't the inserted game. Paige into that's any of the. Addition, problem. That's the
1: only problem I have, because they haven't had Paige anywhere. Yeah,
2: anywhere. So that's, that's my only thing, but it's kind of odd. They can go Charlotte versus Brio in a, maybe next week's row, or, or, or a possible SmackDown going down going down the row, but... That Sasha and Naomi match, I think that would be a few maybe a fast lane match or before Mania match.
0: Okay. Um, it does I never in a million years would have thought Bree would be in a Divas title match at WrestleMania, but no. do they as much as they love Total Divas, would they have a Bella not featured on the WrestleMania show?
2: I think they would. They would they, they would think so? Because Nikki Nikki was their money. And, and expect everything. There's no doubt Nikki was the money, especially in the booking. I don't think they can, I think they would, would have Brie off.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of think that she will be involved. Um, and there I know. hope not, yeah. but you never know. You don't. I mean, the reason I would say that is, again.
1: I mean, before she beat Charlotte last night, I probably wouldn't say she's in the match, but all of a sudden they throw Charlotte losing to her. There's some significance to that. Well, it was tough to, to show Charlotte being cocky.
2: Because she lost being off
0: guard. Um, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I do think, though, the ultimate thing I took from that was Charlotte being, you know, still growing into the heel that she's ultimately going to be, which I think is a good thing. She was not getting over to begin with. So I think it's good to see her getting over as a heel. Uh, That from there, we moved on to the Usos. And Axel Endrose with Heath Slater. Social Outcasts, my new favorite faction in the WWE. Uh, you don't like them? Uh, what don't you like about them?
2: <laughs> Please you have the floor. Uh, Step this, into that. This just <laughs> I needed Bo last night. <laughs> yeah, I think Bo makes it work for. Well,
0: me. Bo. Okay, I will give you that. Bo <laughs> no. not being Bo Rada.
1: Yeah, Bo Rada.
0: I mean, do you like the Social Outcasts? I like the Social Outcasts. They're
1: they're they're very entertaining. I mean, the one thing though that kind of is detrimental detrimental to that, and kind of cut into what we're going to be talking about later is they have member of Social Outcast losing on NXT. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sort of detrimental to what they're trying to do with social. Okay. It
0: is. What what I'm hoping happens with them is they get to for the next couple of months they get to be the comedy aspect of the show.
1: Yeah, they're they're sort of taking the place of the three man band.
0: Yeah, and then eventually they get to start actually winning matches. I mean, who would have thought this time last year that New Day would be your world famous two-time champs?
1: <laughs>
0: and who would have thought we'd still be feeling the power of positivity at this point? The reaction they got at the Rumble last year, you would not have thought no, that no. they would be where they are right now. Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, the golden unicorns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grammy winning Usos. <laughs> In case anybody didn't understand Aaron's joke at the beginning of the show, that was where the Grammy winning podcast came from, Lillian Garcia. Bless her soul. She needs to go. <laughs> yeah. The Grammy-winning Usos. I need JoJo. <laughs> yeah, and, I think. And the, and the Fink. Could you see JoJo, though? I
1: mean, she's like... <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get a new camera angle, I think, for her. Um, or at least a couple boxes. Yeah, there's a pretty basic tag match, I thought. Super Kick City. Yeah. Again, we mentioned last week, Super Kick overused.
1: I mean, it's just getting um, the Usos over the way
0: I saw it is... I mean, getting... Usos more time getting them over is the way I saw it. Yeah, which is what it was. I mean, they know that they're not... Having a lot of luck lately with those guys, especially going against them, they need a break from the New Day because they're not going yeah. to ever get cheered. They going have a against lot of
1: talent, talent on that roster. I don't know why they start, you know, building up the tag division a little more. They can have some solid matches, not just squashes, and um, you know, put some more prestige behind that title.
0: Yeah, well, the tag division is the best it's been in years. Um, the future is very bright if you watch NXT. There's a lot of great tag teams down oh, there. There's a huge amount
1: of great tag teams
0: in there. Yeah, I mean, Corey Graves, and we'll get into this later when we discuss NXT, but Corey Graves mentioned it every tag match on that show matters mm-hmm. because they're all good. Yeah. Um, anybody could be a, a championship tag team in NXT. So I think the tag Literally. division... Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this moves us on to a Miz TV segment. Uh, I typically am not a big fan of Miz TV. I think we could usually do without it, but we got the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, who did not get one word in. Amazing. I think the only thing he may have said was, are you going to let me talk off mic? Yeah. He
1: got a couple quality hair flips back then. He did. That's kind of...
0: I did enjoy, though, Miz sarcastically putting AJ over, like telling his whole life story, telling you about what he overcame as a a kid in high school and... His career before he got here, and then you know he obviously puts him down with he was the big fish in the little pond. Now he's just a redneck rookie, and then AJ obviously does to Miz what pretty much everybody does. (laughs) Uh, You know he took him out. Did you think this was an effective use of Miz TV, and do you think this was a good use of AJ on Raw? This This is an
2: effective use of the Miz TV and the Miz because this match is for SmackDown. This is to put AJ over. That's that's all that's all it says. I've, I've said it all the time, Miz. I'm not a fan of his in-ring work, but as a manager and Miz TV, that fits him. It fits him perfectly. That's why he does all that ambassading for the WWE. Mm-hmm. He's perfect for that role. And they, he does all the D plus movies. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. he does. The Hollywood star, the Hollywood yeah, yeah. D list star. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> it, it, it for the day, Jay, and I, I just can't wait to see him on SmackDown.
0: Well, I me mean, neither. I mean, he had a good match on SmackDown last week. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big AJ fan, obviously. <laughs> Definitely a phenomenal one. <laughs> uh, yes. Are you happy with the way they've broken him into WWE? Because <sighs> so not far. everybody gets broken in the right way. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, so far, yeah. I wish, again, I'm not saying he had to cut, like, a five-minute promo against The Miz because The Miz did sell him well. But I, I would have liked to have seen him get a couple words in edgewise. Maybe, you know, just some smart remark, like, you want to see how big I am in this pond and, and, then, and then attack Miz. Right. He just went straight into the, you know, being sat in the corner and yelled at and talked down to to just attacking him. I would like to see a little more but ultimately I like what they've done with AJ so far.
0: Well yeah, they let Flo Rida take the microphone from Heath Slater last week. <laughs> Why would AJ not try to take the microphone from miss
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but, Again, I, I did think it was it was one of the more enjoyable Miz TV or segments. Or at least
1: even after he beat Miz up, maybe you know say something, say the mic, something like, after. Hey, this is what I got for you, and drop the mic on him, kind of. Right, it, it would have gave a little more to AJ. As Do you AJ.
0: think there's a reason they haven't let him really talk yet? Do you think they feel like they need to get him some more work Wait, before? AJ? Yeah,
2: no, because he's only been on the roster for two weeks. He had a promo last week in the Miz TV segment. It was just typically what Miz does. And it's just to set up a match with the Miz on SmackDown.
0: So you just take it as the Miz yeah, character is all two, about the Miz? Yeah it's, yeah, it's
2: only been two weeks. So I can't judge about two weeks.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think they've done a good job with him. He got almost a half hour in the Rumble on his yeah. debut. Uh, he got a win against Jericho. That was in a great match. One of the better matches we've seen on Raw in a while. Uh, he got to finally do the Styles Clash. It was teased <laughs> for a while before <laughs> a he finally times. got to do it to Curtis Axel. And now, yeah, we get a SmackDown match with The Miz, which I assume will be a good match.
2: I need to say this. I need Cole to get a promotion and get a <laughs> commentary. I need Morrow calling everything.
0: Oh, he's the, he's <laughs> he's, the best. He's,
2: he's the best. He knows moves. He knows history. He, he was, especially when AJ was fighting Axel on SmackDown, he, he did an amazing job covering AJ. And then we get heel king, being mm-hmm. negative as he can be, talking about, I've, I've won titles all over the world. But when I come to you, it don't matter. So yeah. he, you know, he's basically putting down AJ. But Moro, I need Moro on commentary. Everywhere.
0: Do you think there's ever a day he's the Raw commentator? Do you no. think it's Michael Cole uh, until Michael Cole's Until Cole gets a promotion,
2: <laughs> I need Cole. To, I need Cole to get a promotion now. Do you have the commentary? Does you get
1: the Howie Roseman promotion? I need some cu- something promotion. Promotion. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I need something.
0: Should we start a jar for that too? The, the Michael Cole promotion jar. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know that we could buy him a promotion. I don't think, think we have enough dollar bills. We put money in the
1: jar to start, and we take money back every time
0: he doesn't get a promotion. <laughs> okay, that, I think that works. Yeah, I, I do agree though. Uh, Ronaldo is light years. He is better than Michael Cole. Um, we also had the Wyatts minus Bray, obviously, who was with his you know father. grandfather. Was his it's grandfather right? I think it
2: was his father. Well, he was with a family member.
0: Yes, family? Uh, that's where Bo was too. Why he wasn't with the social outcasts? They go up against the Big Show. Big Show wins the match. The Wyatts obviously win the war. Is Big? Do we really need to be using Big Show as a, as a threat anymore? No, because I don't think he's five,
2: seven foot, five hundred pounds. he'll they're always going to see him as a threat. But my I seen when I seen this when I seen this preview, I was like, I just thought about the, the stairs match.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you always know he's going to lose. big guys in the middle of a mat ring, you're just throwing fists. Harper, I thought, you know, they let him look almost like he took the lead for the Wyatt family last night. I mean, I know they want to push Strowman as oh my God, please. the guy. I like the Y family, but Strowman... Uh, so that's the one on. thing you don't like?
1: I, I don't think he has any in-ring skills. No? He's yeah. not going to bring anything to the mic. He doesn't sell any... hit. You hit him, and he just stands there. It's I mean, it's Ryback right all over again. Like Luke Harper said on Jericho's podcast, well, he's big! Yeah, he is big! <laughs> I mean, he stood, he stood next to the big show, and
0: it was kind of he's impressive to see the comparison. Yeah, he's he, yeah, hes he's I mean, he's a huge dude. He's not going to carry a match. No, he's never going to carry a match. And hopefully he's not in any type of prominent role at WrestleMania this year. But they, they continue to show the Wyatts as a force to be reckoned with, which I'm happy about. Yeah, if it's part of the Wyatts, I can see, but not a standalone match. I, I totally agree with that. He does not deserve a standalone match. Um... Moving on, I guess we'll skip over Titus O'Neal and Tyler Breeze because I know Aaron does not this want to talk about show. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll skip right Millions over that. Of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> show. Locker room segment with Lesnar and the game Triple H. How would you feel about that one? Things are getting soft in
2: Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I wish it was a little longer. It was pretty quick, so there's not really much to go off of. It's just the fact that Triple H is just trying to pump rank pop Lesnar out. To take out these guys. Because, like, Brock, what happened? Right. If this was m- months ago or years ago, you would have took these guys out. That's what the point of this segment was. Like.
0: Well, it, Triple H is, I believe, the last guy to have a clean victory over Lesnar, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good to tease that match. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's not the match we're going to get. I mm-hmm. think we're all pretty sure about that. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that's not, that's not what we're going to say. Yeah, so... It almost feels like they might be pushing Lesnar to turn on Triple H in some way and cost him the title. But again, that's that remains to mm-hmm. be seen.
0: It does. Um, I mean, I do think it would be good to have Lesnar play some role in the main event. I mean, he's the biggest. I th- he's the biggest star you have. He's the most known guy you have. I mean, John. That guy's not going to be there. Yeah. Said I was generous tonight. I'm not that generous. I'm not trying to throw another one in. Um, <laughs> Probably about ten dollars deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. I think outside of the twenties. I think the rest of it might be all mine. <laughs> And the change. Aaron had the change. Um, dun,
1: dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to make you throw one in there for the the theme music. You can.
1: It's it's in the regulations. I checked the rule book before <laughs> on So you're well
0: versed. You're well versed. <laughs> All right. I'm glad because I wasn't. Um, so yeah, they they're teasing a possible Triple H Lesnar face off at WrestleMania. I guess they'll do everything they can to try to throw us off the scent of we're going to put the belt on Roman at WrestleMania. Because we all knew it last year, and everybody hated it. So I guess they're trying to keep us from reaching that conclusion. I part of the reason
1: why we hated it last year, though, too, is the way they just, uh, the Royal Rumble, it was just a
0: bitter, sour taste in people's mouths. I didn't hate that match. The, which one? Are we talking
2: about Roman and Lesnar?
0: At WrestleMania? No, it was a good match. Okay. I just think people hated it. The match was great. Yeah, everyone just was bitter on Roman. Oh, yeah. No, it was a good match. I won't take anything away from... I mean, I was fully engaged in that match before Seth even came out. Yeah. And I was actually sitting there, because Brock, there was this speculation whether he was going to go back to UFC. He signed a big contract right before. So it was like, okay, well, do they keep the belt on Lesnar because they just invested all this money on him? And the end of that match, before Seth came out, I was literally... had was, no idea yeah, what was going mean, to happen. I was into it.
1: I, I was drawn into it, I doubt uh... I first started watching the match, you know, and Lesnar is pummeling Reigns. And I'm thinking, you know, this is the same squash we saw with the guy I can't really mention yeah. on radio at <laughs> Where plans. he just gets beat up, uh, you know, for like 20 minutes. And it's not entertaining. And then, you know, Roman Reigns um, turns the match and it becomes a more, you know, more of a battle. And I thought that was great the way they did that.
0: Well, that was one of the best things they've ever done with Roman, was have him take that beating where he's getting no offense yeah. in. But you, you know, he's he's kind of laughing. It was Maybe pretty, one of the only times I've enjoyed Roman laughing. It was, it was a
2: perfect story because it's like, okay, kid, come on, let's go. And they had no interaction except when, when they played snatch with the belt. That
1: was a great match. It was a great match. That was like old school in the school year. You just go punch for punch for your yeah, friend,
0: <laughs> and you stand. You take the guy's best. He takes your best, and then right. And Roman, I mean, they they made it look like they made both of them look really strong. I mean, obviously Lesnar threw him around like a rag doll for fifteen straight minutes. Mm-hmm. Roman absorbed all the punishment, he started to get his win back towards the end, and then obviously we all know how it ended, and we were, I believe we were all happy with how it ended. That was the best case scenario as far as I was concerned. Um, but I do like that they're, they're at least leading you down different paths with what the WrestleMania main event is going to be. They're not showing you their hand like they did last year, mm-hmm. which we all, we all knew before the Royal Rumble. Exactly what was going to happen.
2: Well, they kind of are showing their hand because we all know what's going to
0: happen. <laughs> well, right. I get okay. So well, you're really right. They're only showing uh, the backside there,
1: not the whole. <laughs>
0: <thing>. <laughs> so it's like, kind well, of a magic trick. <laughs> yeah. Well, we move on to another a rematch from the previous week and a week after that, and a yeah. week before that, and a week before that. Hey, I don't care how many times they wrestle. If they put a match just like they did the other night, I'll watch it. It was better than last week. week's. I'll watch it. Uh, it week. was a great match. It was better last week's. What I think one of the things I liked about it was, I've said this many times before, I've kind of been turned off to Ziggler because I just look at him as the guy that every match you put him in, he's just going to lose. Yeah, I was shocked about this. He gets a clean win on Owens, hits the zigzag, gets the pin. I didn't think we were going to see that. I just figured we'd see Owens get another win. Uh, the good thing is, I think Owens, Owens is one of very few guys who always carries himself in the right way, where he's never going to come off as a loser. You know he's got the whole prize fighter gimmick. He doesn't have a prize right now, but you always look at Kevin Owens like he's a legitimate. He could legitimately win any match, no matter who he's in there with. Yep. He can afford to lose a match.
1: And they built that up with him from day one. So you go in there. You,
0: I mean, you know he's going to be standing toe to toe with anyone they put him in the ring with. Yeah. Do you do you think this is a feud that's going to continue? Do you think they may have a match at Fastlane, or do you think this is just something they keep doing on Raw?
2: Um, I'm not sure because, like, I because. In this match, well, Kevin Owens ad-libbing in the matches are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a world champ, full world champ, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, Dol- but it's hard because sorry, I'm shocked Dolph got this win because he never beats Owens. Right. And it's like, okay, you got this win, so where do you go from here? I'm not even sure myself.
0: I, I don't know either. I, I think it is something they could continue to do. Like we said, they get in the ring together, we know it's going to be a good match. Um, if you're not going to have Owens fighting for a belt, why not just put him in there with somebody he's going to have a great match I with? I just want to give a shout.
1: I mean, we're talking, you said you get turned off by Ziggler because you you'd never see him win too many matches. But one thing I could say is every match I watch with Ziggler, I'm never disinterested. I'm always intrigued to see the way the match goes. He sells really well, and I like his in-ring ability. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but like every match I watch with Ziggler is usually engaging to me.
0: I, I definitely have to give him credit for having incredible in-ring ability. Uh, he sells like almost nobody else. He takes huge bumps. Like you said, his matches are always entertaining. I think I've just grown sour on... Because you never think he's going to go anywhere. I never think he's going to go anywhere. He never does. <laughs> um, I just don't like the character that has the persona of, like, I'm going to try real hard. and I, It's boring. And, and I also, about this earlier. Yeah, like, and I agree also, in that sense. You get compared to Shawn Michaels. Obviously, he's an inspiration on you, as well he should be. When Dolph Ziggler was growing up, that was the guy to kind of pattern yourself you, after.
1: You can also see some uh, badass Billy Gunn in there too.
0: See a lot of of Billy Gunn in there, but at, at a certain point, I think you need to to separate yourself from. Definitely
1: you need to stand on your own two feet.
0: Yeah, and if you're if you get ten years into your career and you're still getting compared to somebody else, there's something That'll you're change. doing wrong. And I I put that on him. I mean, has he gotten a, a fair chance? Probably not. He probably should have had more opportunities to do more than he has. They
1: gave him such a limited title reign when he when he did
0: win the title. Those were right. jokes. Yeah, and I mean, extension. I like, I personally enjoy him more as a heel than I yeah. do.
2: Well, the thing with Dolph as a heel, whenever they do turn him heel again, which will probably happen eventually, there's no Vicky Guerrero to give him heat. No, or, or an AJ.
0: That's true.
1: So I... I'm not sure how he'll be on his own. Could he be a Paul Hammond guy? Huh?
0: Well, I i mean... I would,
1: interesting stable there. That would be interesting. With Lesnar not being able to be on every show, you know, with his other prior engagement and everything. That you be interesting. To be able to
0: carry. I wouldn't hate that. It would definitely keep him keep him interesting. Like I said, his matches are always good, but I just don't have any type of investment in them. Um, and I'm tired of seeing him warm up the band. That's somebody else's thing. It's not yeah. yours. Stop doing it. Um, but it was a great match. I was happy to see him get a win over a legitimate opponent. And hopefully, you know, I, w- I would like to see them get a match at Fastlane. Like I said, if Owens isn't fighting for a title, he should at least be in there with somebody now, that he could put on a great match if we with. we do have a
1: Fastlane match with these two, do we see some kind of gimmick in the match, or is it going to be a straight match? I know generally at WrestleMania they don't do gimmick matches um, as they would in other pay-per-views. What are your, what's your opinion?
0: I don't know if they give Owens another gimmick match that fast, because um, then it, it starts to look like that's you're making that his thing and you can't do gimmick matches all the time, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't mind if they did, because both guys, I mean, if they did a last-man-standing match, if they did a ladder match, if they did any kind of match. I could
1: see maybe a two out of three falls, which I think would be great for the two people with such great in-ring abilities.
0: Uh, that would be unbelievable. Two guys that I was going to say with good finishers, but Dolph rarely actually finishes anybody Finishes anybody <laughs> with a finisher.
2: Yeah, and it would be, be a nice holdover. Till WrestleMania season because I think, I still think Kevin Owens is facing
0: The yeah. Undertaker. Um, I, I think I, I think I believe you that too. That, you had that too. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I did or not. I had forgotten. Thank you though for remembering. <laughs> um, but again, a good match. We get the highlight of the show for me. Sasha Banks comes out, cuts a promo, announces her. We already talked about this a little bit, but she announces her departure from Team Bad. Um, says, you know, we're still family, but I'm a competitor, and I want to do this on my own. I'm tired of being backstage watching other people take my spotlight. I am the boss. Nothing will stand in the way of me winning the Divas title. Naomi and Tamina come down. They say we're competitors too. We got your back. They do their little unity handshake, and then they interfere in her match. So I guess we don't have to re you know step over that again. We think that we're going to probably get at least a little bit of a feud with Sasha and Naomi. Probably get a few good matches out of it.
1: Yeah, definitely see that going that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, we may get some some good uh, microphone work from Naomi at this point because she may have some bitterness that she's getting passed over by another younger performer who hasn't put in the time that she has. Yeah,
2: and um, we need se- we all- I always thought this. We need secondary storylines because you can't have all these women after one belt. You gotta have them doing one thing. Cause if you have everybody going after belt, it's like one. Or- It's only a two-person feud. So this this is a secondary storyline with Brie being Charlotte. Like I said earlier, you could probably have Brie face Charlotte at Fastlane, maybe, and then have Naomi and Tamina versus Becky and Sasha at Fastlane as well as a secondary feud, and then you can get back to that title picture.
0: Right. She's ultimately going to be in the Divas title match at WrestleMania, but she doesn't need to necessarily be in a title match at Fastlane. I think it's smart to save it because there's probably not going to be many people that get a pop that she's going to get when she comes out at WrestleMania. I assume they're going to put that belt on her at WrestleMania. I can't imagine they wouldn't. So they might as well save it.
1: I mean, unless they drag out Charlotte a little more, which, you know, give her more time. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Sasha come out
0: on top. I mean, I think it's the smart thing to do. I think the people have been wanting it for a long time. I think she was off TV for a month. She's back now. Uh, She kind of announced, I'm here. I'm ready to take this belt. It's mine. And I think they'll give it to her at Wrestlemania ultimately um Sasha and Becky's match we already discussed that it was a short match a little under four minutes I believe um and then we had the interference Jericho's interview with Renee Young he puts over AJ Styles even a little more um what do you what do you think is gonna go on with Jericho from at this point
2: well I think you will maybe Smackdown or, or Smackdown or Raw you'll see the heel turn come come full and they'll have another match at Fastlane, I think, and I, I think that match will be way better than a match on Raw because one thing that I, that I realize is all these guys, AJ's facing, unless unless they're from the Indies, this is the first time that he's wrestling them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're going to come a little... A learning curve. Yeah, there's a learning curve. They're going to be a little sloppy. They're not going to be perfect, but I think that I think they'll face it again at Fastlane, and I think it'll be a way better match than that Raw match.
1: I, gotta I have, think so. I got to give credit to Jericho. I mean, he's... Pushing a younger guy, and you don't see that from a lot of the um, more um, you know older older wrestlers uh, in the industry these days. A yeah, l- everybody's trying me, to. Me, I got to win. I don't want to see myself losing. Um, people like and you know, I'll put the dollar in the jar. Cena push, <laughs> push over the younger guys, and you see Jericho pushing over the younger guys. It's always uh, it's it's very it's very nice to see.
0: Yeah, that was one of the things I loved about HBK was he got to a certain point in his career where he'd have great matches with these young guys, but he'd always lose he would he'd win match of the night, he'd win match of the year, but he typically was losing a lot of those matches and a lot of those feuds. Boom. So I agree. I think one, I mean I think Jericho's a good guy for him to kind of break in with. as maybe his first feud cuz he's a guy who can work with him in the ring. He's a guy who if he's a heel, he can be really irritating. Um <laughs> and we might get to see some personality out of AJ eventually. Which I'm looking forward to seeing, which but, I think is the
1: biggest test for him to be in on this stage if he can command the audience if he can work the mic, um, I know he's got in ring ability, I know he can wrestle uh, I want to see what he could do, you know carrying a couple couple wrestling matches, a couple of promos
0: yeah i mean i'm I'm looking forward to seeing him get some some promo time, and hopefully we get to see some good interaction with Jericho because I think that could bring something good. Out of AJ Styles, yeah, we baby. Seen yet. <laughs> yeah. AJ's the phenomenal one. I know you love AJ, so you think ultimately he feuds with Heel Jericho oh, yeah. and goes over. Mm-hmm. You think
1: that's what we're going to see him doing on uh, WrestleMania? Uh, AJ, AJ, uh, Jericho. No, no. You, you see any match? AJ and um. It's hard. It's hard to. It judge is. Cause his it match. is because he's just right in in here now. I, yeah, and Jericho has said that he's not going to be at Mania, which
2: I'm not. I'm not sure if I believe him or not. Right. <laughs> But I don't know where you go from AJ after that Jericho thing. I'm not sure if that's could, one could match. Could we see or... maybe another
1: wrestler coming back, um, an old-time wrestler coming back, maybe giving a good match with AJ? Unless it's Daniel Bryan, no. Yeah.
0: Is that who you were talking about, or do you have anybody in mind? Or you were just...
1: I mean, I was just spitballing. I I, I have people in mind. I don't know what they're going to pull back. Um, again, AJ, like you said, it's, it's in kind of a limbo right now because he, he is newer to the promotion he might, for all we know, not even get a, a WrestleMania match, but I find that hard to believe.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to think. Or you can go back... You only have so many spots.
2: Or you can go back to that whole Royal Rumble thing where Owens eliminated him and have him against Owens, but then we do the Undertaker.
1: I like his idea, but I was also thinking, you know, you're going to have other wrestlers coming back soon, like Orton. Um, you can see him come right. back. I don't think he's going to be ready. He, I don't think he will either, but you never know. Yeah. With, with some of these wrestlers, that's why... I, I I was just kind of get, gauging what your guys' thoughts were on that, as far as matches AJ might see at WrestleMania.
0: I think he should be in WrestleMania. Um, I agree. 100% who or should be? I uh, no. I think AJ. Oh, AJ should will definitely be about definitely, have at definitely have a match
2: WrestleMania. <laughs> it's just about who
0: you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's time still yeah. for us to see where that story goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jer- Jericho did say he wasn't going to be at Mania. I hadn't heard that
2: on Twitter. He posted he wouldn't be at Mania, so I'm not sure. But with him, you never know.
0: Huh, that's interesting, because he was hyping how this run, he's like here for a while, he's here to stay.
2: Yeah, but this was before he came back.
0: Oh, okay. So,
2: it's, it's still open. So, we have no idea. Yeah.
0: That, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think... It's unfortunate that, I mean, WrestleMania, it's a set amount of time, you can only have so many matches. How... I'm not a big fan of like just putting all these multiple person matches together just to get as many guys on the card That's as possible. That's my fear. Yeah.
2: I think he'll if they do a multi man for the Intercontinental title, I think he would be in that. But I don't want that for AJ. He knows was better.
0: I, I think so too. I mean I I did like the the ladder match for the Intercontinental title last year, but I don't want to see the same, I don't want to see that every year where they're just throw as many guys in as you can. Yeah. I mean, nobody really gets a chance to shine. Nobody really gets over. You'll have probably 20% of the crowd rooting for one guy, 25% of the crowd rooting for another, and it just... I don't think it leads to... Unless you get an unbelievable performance, I just don't think that's a a recipe for a really good or memorable match.
1: I'd just like to see WWE start building up some of these matches. Start, you know, setting the feuds. Um, I know we got a little bit of time before WrestleMania, but I think it gives the match more more you know intrigue if we see something build
0: yeah i don't mind seeing a two-month build to a match i mean i don't think fast lane has to end feuds and then we get new feuds for wrestlemania i think there's going to be some carryover from fast lane to wrestlemania or at least i would like to see that i think wrestlemania deserves a prolonged feud as as any way they can get it it's the biggest show of the year why why just throw stuff together just for that show Tell a real story that is the you know the conclusion can be at WrestleMania. Um, last well, uh, it is not the last thing yet. Golden Truth. <laughs> I shouted out our truth. You got poop on your toe. a, a couple times. <laughs> a couple times last week. Uh, I never get tired of seeing him confused, baffled, not having any idea what's going on. Not knowing uh, if he's in a ladder match or not. Right. Exactly. He has, yeah, he never seems to have any idea what's going on. I, I'm enjoying this little thing that's going on with Gold Dust right now. It's silly and it's stupid, but it makes me laugh. And I'm I'm thankful that it gives me Ron Killings on a weekly basis right now. <laughs> it gives you the giggles. It does it really does. It gives me I mean a lot of things give me the giggles, but oh. <laughs> I think but, Ron Killings you turn red too. <laughs> Red, he then might. red,
1: then purple,
0: and then the yeah. stages of run. Yeah, yeah, I do get purple. I don't know if you guys have seen me get purple yet. Um, I, I do get there, though.
1: What's the color code for that? Purple? Purple is that mad?
0: <laughs> purple. So, purple is either really mad or, you know, cripplingly embarrassed. And I don't get cripplingly embarrassed often, but it does happen. <laughs> I from need time some of the Sherman
1: Williams swipes so I can compare <laughs> it so I know where I'm at. You know, I can just hold it. Yeah, up, I, I think.
0: I think the, the, the dark, I'll get to like a deep plum is about the darkest <laughs> I'll get. I don't know. It, maybe, I don't know. Maybe one day we will bring a color swap in to see, but I do get purple-faced. You guys, neither one of you I don't think have seen it yet. Um, hopefully you don't, for my sake. I don't like to be cripplingly embarrassed. <laughs> I don't like to be incredibly angry. Um, do you, I mean, do you feel the same way I do about Golden Truth? Do you think it's just a throwaway?
2: Oh, I, love I love it. I think it's a throwaway because I don't know if you saw the tweet that Cody Rhodes tweeted. I did Stardust coming to an end or something like that. So I think it might be a holdover. It's till Cody gets back and him and Goldust get back together, possibly.
0: So it's just a holdover. That's what, that's what I, I
2: think because Stardust hasn't been on TV in two weeks since that tweet.
0: Right. Yeah, I didn't realize we hadn't seen him. What about you, Golden Truth? Are you a fan uh, or I'm you not? I'm a
1: huge fan. I mean, just what I saw the other night was very entertaining. <laughs> I was like, "Why is Goldust standing on the toilet?" <laughs> <laughs> and as I watched it unfold, it just got funnier and funnier, and the interaction between the two was just. Oh, it was hilarious.
0: I also love the idea that R-Truth does not win matches. He rarely even has matches. Why is Goldust so (laughs) intent on tagging up? I mean, that he's waiting in the bathroom for him. He's pulling out all the stops to try to... Stomping in the toilet. Yeah, to try to procure (laughs) R-Truth as his tag team partner. I just love that he's that adamant about getting him... In a tag team, I don't know if he just likes the name Golden Truth. <laughs> I, I have no idea, it's a but good, great name. Yeah, it is a great name. I, I just I don't know why he wants it so bad, but it, I'm glad that he does. And Goldust
1: brought up um, r truth. Little talked about uh, former tag team. Yes, I forgot about
0: that. And r truth did not much care. You say he's imaginary? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going to get a huge pop when they ultimately do come out together. Uh. I hope. I hope we get it. You never know if if you're going to. Um, the. Kind of final storyline of the night on Raw, uh, our favorite heroes, our world famous two time champs, the new day, going up against Roman and Ambrose. I thought they gave a good promo coming on the heels of their uh battle with the rock last week. I liked that they chastised him for his language. I always love when Big E gets so dramatic that the children <laughs> and the babies. They um, were in Bootyham, Alabama. Yes, Bootyham, Alabama. <laughs> One of our favorite towns in the South. Um, these guys, obviously, anything they do on the microphone is funny.
2: Did you see the little kid do- dancing on his hips?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kofi, we will fight you, but but out of love. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you, Do you think in any way they're teasing them? When these Bullet Club guys do come over, do you think they're teasing? I think they purposely pointed that out? There's well, two Bullet Club shirts there. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was his son. Um, I'm not sure because I, I heard they're going to NXT. Anderson and Gallows.
0: See, I heard that, and then I've also heard that they're going to go right to the main roster. So I don't know which one is is right. But the New Day is eventually going to need some new blood to go up against. I mean, I don't want to see them regularly going up against main eventers and losing because they're your tag team champs. Why so have them lose mm-hmm. to people who aren't a tag team all the time? Can only go up against the Usos so much.
1: Yeah, I and mean, who knows? To drag that out already as much as possible. So
0: right, know. and it's it's not good for the Usos to keep exposing them to the New Day because people will keep liking the Usos less and less every time. Uh, but I thought it was a great promo to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier always, you know, always kills, uh, and it was a good match too. I thought. I mean, Ambrose I think is great in a tag. I think a tag team situation is great for Roman. It, it's always been. That's why he got so popular in the Shield
2: because they, Ambrose the Ambrose or Reigns would take the heat and Roman come in and do his spot. But now he come when he gets that tag. He got booed out the building. But mm-hmm. he got when he got that hot tag.
0: Which I I mean for me I'm like that's that's kind of the Roman I like to see.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's what everybody loved about Roman because he was so explosive. He give you the Superman punch and all the big moves and the drive by kick. But like I said, when he gets that hot tag nowadays, he got booed. He got he got a good, good reaction when he came out, but when that hot tag came,
1: he got
0: booed. Because people know.
1: Yeah, they know. But that's what everybody loved about Roman. Dean Ambrose is far or way more over than uh, Roman Reigns is right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... Francesca's more over than Roman
0: Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has been. <laughs> yeah. She's more over in, in death. I think <laughs> Little Timmy's and... more
1: over than Roman Reigns.
0: He probably is. He got more of a reaction than Roman Reigns did. Now, how do you feel about Roman Reigns? we never discussed it.
1: Um, I like Roman Reigns. I don't know why he gets as much heat as he does. I mean, again, he lacks a little bit on the mic. I definitely don't seem cutting quality promos but um you know matches he's he's, he's pretty good um I, I don't see why he gets as much heat as he does but the thing with Roman is his character
2: he doesn't he shouldn't be cutting long promos no he, he should can't. get he should get straight to the point really like even last week when he when he lost the title he he, he wasn't even angry
1: not yeah
2: he, 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 he needs a little something he needs a little edge in the game yeah it's just his, like, he doesn't have the natural Natural reaction, I think, to certain things that he should have, but that doesn't come down to him. That comes down to booking, too.
0: Well, it does. I mean, he's been hampered by booking for a while. Mm-hmm. I do think they, for whatever reason, they just force Roman Reigns promos down everybody's throat. He does not yeah. need. To. He's one of the few guys that's better off not doing it.
1: I feel like this is most of it's backlash from Vince McMahon shoving another big guy mm-hmm. down your throat. He, he shouldn't talk. Saying this is what you get. This is what you get. This is what you get. You well, how hard?
0: Yeah, two weeks ago, how hard did Vince work to try to get that crowd to chant for Roman? They to, chanted for AJ before they chanted for Roman <laughs> yeah. that night.
2: It, but but this is, don't, this is one time when before the Hell in a Cell match between Bray Wyatt when Roman challenged him to him, Roman came out and said what only said Hell in a Cell. And that's what you need from him. You don't need him talking about tater tots or cutting <laughs> along from... You don't. That's not him. That no. doesn't suit his character. Come out a couple words. Why is he smiling? Stop
1: smiling. That's it.
0: Yeah, the smiling is is annoying. I, I do think yeah, he's a, he's a man of action, not a man. Not everybody needs to be doing promos. Like, figure out the strengths of what you have on your roster, and then use them to I mean, the like, best of their well, ability.
1: Like you said, he doesn't need to be out there cutting promos. Maybe instead of having him cut promos, come come have him come from the ring and just jump some guys. You know, guys he's feuding with some some heels. Just start. You know, show a darker side to himself.
0: Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. I think that's the way that you have to go. I think that's the way he should be booked. I I don't dislike him, and I don't hold a lot of it against him. It's not his fault that he's not as good of a talker as Dean Ambrose or Kevin Owens, because not everybody is, but he's being put in a position to fail consistently. I mean, consistently for the last year and a half, he's been put in a position to fail. Why would you do that to the guy you're trying to make your top star? He's not, you know, he's not uh, Hulk Hogan on the microphone. He does not get... Yeah, brother. Yeah, he's not the Macho Man Randy Savage on the microphone. He's not Jake the Snake Roberts on the (laughs) microphone. He's Roman Reigns. He does not need to be out there. He's not a wordsmith. That's not what he needs to do. I think, yeah, just make him find what his strengths are, use him to those strengths. Brock Lesnar ultimately comes out. F5's Dean Ambrose. I thought that I loved I thought it was a nice little touch that they started the show with Ambrose coming out saying I came out here to see what all the fuss is about. And then Brock came out at the end of the show and said like this is what all the Pretty fuss is about. Pretty much brought it full circle. Yes. In, in the the, fu- the fuss is all about this. Like you now you know. Um I think that leads us in a good direction with this feud. I think now Ambrose has a little bit more first-hand knowledge of Brock. I think it was good to see. Roman obviously already knew. Roman was asleep again on the side of the ring, I believe, <laughs> when that happened. He's been known to do that. Uh, as far as an ending to the show, did you think that was a good way to go off air?
2: It was a good way to go off air, but I, do you think the camera angle came late? Came very late. Came very late to that F5? I thought Leslie might do a little bit more, maybe throw some suplexes in there. That, that That's just my opinion, but I definitely knew that camera angle came in late with that F5. It,
0: it was similar to some of the camera work at the Rumble. They missed... AJ's unveiling at the Rumble yeah. to me we t- I think we talked about how well Roman sold like I don't know who this is I don't know whose music this mm-hmm. is Lo- I love I love. not anyone I, knew whose music it was at first no nobody had any clue Roman sold that he's real I want to know who this is but when Phenomenal One comes up on the screen nobody. we didn't get to see it at home mm-hmm. we hear the crowd cheer we have no idea who it is and we get to see it a second yeah, later I
2: just thought the ending was kind of weird just just off that camera and then after that I think you got to maybe when I think it was probably when he hit the mat, hit the end of the f five and that's when the show was about to go off there
0: yeah uh, it was they they definitely didn't catch it, they didn't catch Brock going into the ring hitting the f f five they there was a definitely a botch, yeah on the camera work,
2: yeah, but other than that I, other than that then it was fine, but if they got they should have hit that camera angle better
0: they should have and i think i see now, do you think maybe 'cause my my initial thought was why. Well, <laughs>
1: Suit jacket is a little, little, little. little t- I mean, it's it's, it's, it's hot. It's Are a, you hot? I'm getting a little hot, and this cord keeps rubbing up against my um, my, my bosom. Your area. <laughs> I don't know whether <laughs> I'm hot
0: or to turn it on. It's it's. That's <laughs> why you're you need chest hair. It's it's like a buffer. I've been working on it for 12 years. Now. <laughs> well, one day one day we'll get you there. We'll figure out a way. Some chia. Yeah. <laughs> chia. Yeah. I think in, initially I thought why was Brock not more destructive. At yeah, the end tube. of that show.
2: That too. And, and that camera angle works with that. And like I said, why don't you throw some suplexes? Take him to Suplex City because Dean Ambrose did say he wanted to see what the fuss is all about.
0: But in hindsight... You're going to
1: see more of that, I, I believe, Yeah. forward.
0: But in hindsight, now that I'm thinking about it as we're talking, Brock Lesnar doesn't really have anything to prove to anybody. He doesn't need to go out there and hit 15 German suplexes to show that I'm the baddest dude here. So it may be an, it, maybe for the story, he just said, I'll come in here... I'll get hit with my f five. Show him what I'm about, and that's it. There you go, Dean. That's why you Your don't move. want to be in this match with me. Yes. So I, I think there was some legitimacy to the to him not being more physical or more <laughs> destructive. But you're you're right. The camera angle did kind of take some of the
1: sting off the F five. It,
0: it definitely did. Um, so this episode of Raw, I thought it was a good episode. It wasn't as good as last week. No. I didn't think. Nah, yeah. Um, it was I down a little bit. I didn't think it was as good as the the lead-up to the Rumble either, but obviously that's a go-home show for a pay-per-view. I thought it was a good. I mean, it's kind of in the middle of two pay-per-views. I thought they did a good job. There were it some is, good matches. It's okay. Some good story was told, and now we have, you know, things obviously brewing for going forward. And speaking of going forward, we have not talked about NXT yet on this show. Um, I've been looking forward to getting started to talk about it. Um. It's my favorite thing probably about WWE right now, other than Sasha Banks. Um, I think we discussed this earlier. There's a lot of a feel to it, like early 80s territory wrestling, which I enjoy. The focus is on the matches. Uh, The promos are kind of short and sweet. The announcing actually talks about what's happening in the ring, calls moves, puts wrestlers over. Tells the story that they're telling in the ring or enhances the story anyway. Um, so, this most recent episode of NXT, we got the opening of American Alpha, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, uh, crowd favorite, I know among us and in the full sale crowd, against Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss, former tag team champions. Man. If they win this match, it will be their third—what? Their third straight win over a former tag team champion. So I know you had something to say about the NXT tag division earlier. They—they never give us what we want. So, well, I know one thing, one direction you're going with this. Well, Gable and Jordan. Well, they never gave us Enzo and Cash. They never gave us Enzo and Cash.
2: But see, well, I have a theory with them. I always think they keep them in their back pocket.
0: Like if we need to get yeah, if you need a tag
2: team card, yeah. That's the <laughs> Enzo and Cass is their trump card. If we need a ta- we need a tag team with a new day, send up Enzo and Cass with no problem. But the tag the, the last tag team division, I love NXT. I love the in ring work, but these guys are so dry. But Blake and Murphy, they suck. Yeah, <laughs> they're tab- they're... I look forward to them because I get to see Alexa Bliss.
0: Yeah, that, well, there's no there's no person. She's the only one with personality.
2: And, yeah, and in she the group. yeah she. She, she is. She's like, she should sure have a crutch for him. Yeah, she's their mouthpiece. She's everything to them. And lately, her new gimmick seems to be she's on her period. Because <laughs> she keeps yelling at them about losing all the time. She has been pretty hard on them. Yeah, and then you got Dash and Dawson. With Scott Dawson has very little charisma. The fact that it's given him a scale of 1 through 10, he has
0: a 1, and he has to lead, lead the team <laughs> in charisma. He sucks. They're good in the ring, no problem. They're very good in the ring. They're kind of a different tag they're team. They're like a very cohesive, yeah. tag team. They're old school. It.
2: They're old school tag team. I understand the gimmick, Arn and Tully, but in this day and age, get over with Enzo and Cass, New Day, and Gable Jordan. You need to have some kind of personality, and they have none. He cut a promo last week with Carmella, oh, I'm calling <laughs> you I was like, what is why are you calling him <laughs> I'm I'm Card? It was, it was terrible. It was so bad. But anyway. Back back to this match. Chad Gable, he's like that turn red level in my face for me. <laughs> he's at that level. He is amazing. Jason Jordan is like the alderman of Suplex City. Right now, it looks like they're going to be in line for a tag team title shot soon. And I hope they finally give us what, what the fans want.
0: I think I think they will ultimately get it. Yeah, they're, they're another tag team. We discussed this last week. I don't remember who we talked about. We were talking about the New Day, how yeah. their styles are different. Yeah. You have the... Tiny, super quick, super technical Chad Gable. And then you just have the explosiveness and strength yeah, and power of Jason Jordan. Yeah, like you said, great German suplex. I mean, watching Chad Gable, you almost can't keep up with him sometimes. Look, he's amazing.
1: is <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Their end ring is on
0: point. Yeah, he's faster than a Ring of Honor match. Yes. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. Um, and he's hysterical. I mean he single handedly gave Jason Jordan a personality, <laughs> and obviously he's a very accomplished and decorated former amateur wrestler. Um, they're over unbelievably with the crowd in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I assume anybody who watches NXT loves these guys, so I do think it's just a matter of time before they put the belts on them. I mean they never gave us Enzo and Cass. I think these guys I think these are the kind of guys though that they will always try to push to the top
1: and they're building that way. I mean like you said they're given a- victories over former champions. They are. And They're telling a story, but mm-hmm. it hopefully comes to a yeah, hopefully it's a good happens. ending. Like covered in Delco is <laughs> very, very,
0: very good ending. It it does have a very good ending. I will I will give it that. If you haven't read it yet, I look forward to you getting to the end of this book because it is a great ending. Um this I thought was a great match. Uh as so you you said earlier that Jason Jordan, you know, resembles Suplex City. The Alderman. Yes. It, could we call uh, Gable, like, Arm Drag City or something like that? <laughs> he's, he's,
1: that hashtag started at <laughs> 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 Arm Drag City. Arm Drag, arm drag City.
0: city. I, he, he does a great arm drag. He does a ton of arm drags. Drag. Does. doesn't roll off your tongue as well, though. It doesn't. Arm Drag City. <laughs> it doesn't, but I think it's funny to have just such a basic move that everybody can do. He's, Becky Lynch has a great arm drag, too, yeah. by the way. Gable's he's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Jordan getting the hot tag in that match... Unbelievable height on his drop kicks. Uh, when he fires up, mm-hmm. he's just about as fun as anybody in the tag team division to watch.
2: Did you see at TakeOver London where he did that belly-to-belly suplex over the top rope? Mm-hmm. Oh, so awesome.
0: Yeah, he's he's incredible. I I do think that he, he needed Chad Gable mm-hmm. to get to where he's gotten, but now his in-ring ability is shining because you have an actual investment. As much as we love the perfect ten around here... <laughs> Ty Dillinger was just not the right tag team partner for Jason Jordan.
1: Was he a perfect 10 in?
0: I I don't know. I guess everything according Dying
1: to perfect him. Tennis
0: run <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate well. that. I've been waiting to hear that. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Um so they get their third straight win over former tag team champions. I think we're heading in that direction where eventually they will be the tag team champions. Uh Emma and Dana Brooke uh coming out. I think they had, a, they had an interview segment. It's a backstage segment. Um, I love Dana Brooke. I know you were not a big fan for a while. You couldn't wait to boo her at NXT Brooklyn. Uh, take over respect. She
2: earned my respect.
0: The match with the match with Asuka?
2: Yeah, she earned my respect after that match. Because she made that match. She did. Well, I mean, she took a beating. She took the beating, but she made that match what it was. I, I think... was not a fan of Dana Brooke. I still don't like her voice.
0: Yeah, but... well, I, I, I think it's probably the voice and the accent. It's a little bit harsh. Yeah. Maybe it's probably the right way to put it. But she's obviously a great athlete. She's got one of the better physiques of any uh any of the women's wrestlers that they mm-hmm. have on either roster right now. Um and I think she's got a great heel personality. She's very she grates on your nerves. The pat on the head, I she's think she's perfect with the Bellas. She would be. Um but I, I really am enjoying the work she's done on NXT. I think she's improved a lot. I think her and Emma together are a great duo. It's unfortunate that she's out, and Emma kind of has to carry the full load right now. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Dana Brooke has come a long way, and I think she's going to be very significant in the future of WWE, <laughs> especially in the Divas division. Hopefully one day it's called the women's division instead. That <laughs> well, um, was an NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought this was a good promo. Um, I think I, I especially liked the way they put down Carmella in yeah. this match. That you know, she won her match the week before because of Bailey. She got lucky to win the Battle Royal, uh, and the fact that Dana, I believe, said that she had beaten Bailey. Yeah. So they kind of are saying they they did a good job of getting themselves putting themselves over. Yeah,
2: burying Carmella, and they, they they also mentioned that Blue Pants beat Carmella.
0: Right. That was the one I was forgetting. I knew there was one other one that they mentioned. Um, we got an Oscar vignette for the first time, kind of just her highlights. How do you feel about Oscar? I
2: love Oscar. I love her. She she's amazing in the ring. And she doesn't have to say words. And the she little... very often doesn't no, no, <laughs> that's that's scary face. Yeah. But that's all you need with Oscar. She gives in that face that looks like she's like, just are even, even, even in
0: maybe,
2: Wait for you to
1: from it, like I uh, did.
0: Yeah, yeah. even, even, even No, even, I did. Even at, at
2: Take Over London, after she beat Emma and she was doing her dances, it was it was perfect. That's all she didn't even have to say a word. No, she didn't. No, she did. It was so perfect, and the money match, no doubt, you already know is Bailey Asuka. That's the money match.
0: Well, yeah, people have been waiting to see it. Um, Asuka, yeah, she does. She's one of the rare people that, and again, we were talking about Roman earlier, she does not need to talk. Yeah, she shouldn't be talking too much, and they're doing the right thing by not having her talk. And they, they her use smile
1: her. says everything. Yeah. And they use it right too. I mean, the way they um, in the woman's battle royal before, you know. Carmella won, to, to the, the way they did, the, uh, everyone was afraid of her. No one wanted to fight her. Everyone right. was standing back. It you, looked, you, right. She got and thrown the out. Whole... She just looked back like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, because she knows eventually I'm going to be fighting for this title. Eventually this will be my title. Um, Nia Jax against Liv Morgan. Um, shout out to Eric now that we're mentioning Liv Morgan, oh,
1: Follows him on Instagram. Yeah, is he's uh, in love with Liv Morgan? Yes, he's I think obsessed, so. Maybe
0: <laughs> he might be. I think he might be in the process of falling in love with Liv Morgan, which is a it's a fun process. Um, squash match for Nia, Nia Jax. I actually might sound ridiculous for this. I enjoy her leg drop. What? I I, I do. I don't know. There, it that's Hulk Hogan esque. It, there's just such an impact to it. And I, I don't know. I, I thought this the last two times I saw, it and I was almost hesitant to admit it. Because I know that the leg drop is a joke. But I I do. I really like her using the leg drop. I think nah, she uses it well. I was
2: just. Uh, it's such a size, but. Yeah. That's about it. I'm not see, a fan. I've really <laughs> seen
0: a
1: lot of Nia Jax for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, I was just. In the bathroom, or whatever.
0: Well, her my, her matches are typically I was look, three minutes long. That's what I'm saying.
1: I was looking forward to a little more with Liv Morgan, and I didn't really see much. I, I mean, I understand it's a squash and everything like that, but I, I'd like to see some in ring from her.
0: Uh, I thought her match with Bailey was great. Yeah, that was that was that was, was, a good match. That was a really good match. But is,
1: is that is that Nia or is that just Bailey's skill to be able to put someone over?
0: So I think, obviously, no, I'm not going to compare Bailey to HBK, but I think Bailey carried the match. I think she sold well. I think that she she told the story. But not everyone, I think a lot of us get into the thing of like, well, this person's good at this and this person can't do it. Not everybody in the ring is going to have the same set of abilities. So Nia Jax's ability is she's really big, really powerful. So really that, to a degree, that's really all she has to be.
1: She doesn't even look that intimidating to me. She looks like a big weeble. She's
0: a She smiles way too much. She's a And her smile her smile doesn't send the same message as Asuka's smile yeah. does. No, oh,
1: no, not even close.
0: But she's she's brand new. She's got a long way to go. I mean, I don't think she's ready for the main roster. I don't think she's ready to be one of the top women, but I do think she's got a ton of promise because I think she's so different from everybody else.
1: Well, the opportunity is there. She's going to capitalize on it, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that match with her and Bailey. The squash matches are kind of whatever they are. Really, we only get squash matches on NXT. I mean, really, are you a fan of her in ring? Who Nia Jax? Yeah, I like her in that she's different. I I do loves the leg drop. I, I love the leg <laughs> drop. I lo- I think she she has a lot of high impact maneuvers that she does. Uh, steal a word from Vince. Uh, what a maneuver! But. <laughs> I think I I do. I do like her in the ring. I think she can improve. I think she can get better at playing the part she's supposed to be playing. But I think she's got a lot of promise. And again, I think she's just so unique with her size, her look, her strength. And I think they could do a lot of things with it. Like I think just the Bailey match was kind of scratching the surface on the types of matches that she can have. I don't. I mean, she's never going to be in there with another you know person her size. Mm Or with her you know, build or anything like that. But I think she's going to go alone. And obviously, they're going to push her because of her bloodlines. And mm-hmm. they've already invested a lot in her. So I feel like, all right, I'm the only one who's an Ajax fan here. Yeah, she's <laughs> got time. She's
1: got time. I, like I said, I, this match was a show me something match. And she didn't, she didn't she show you me, anything. Uh, nah. yeah, well,
0: she... there wasn't anything to it. So I, I can't disagree with that. I so, don't see
2: much out of her. Like, she's been on NXT since what, October. Still haven't really seen nothing to wow me. You know, she, she uh, of course she uses her size as an advantage, but nothing really wows me. You, although the Bailey match in London was great, yeah, yeah, that it, was a great. It match. was great.
1: I spent a lot of more of my time watching Bailey in that match. You know, I didn't really focus. Yeah, well, on, she it was a great match. I can't deny that.
0: Well, I, I definitely think the match was a great match, more so because of Bailey. But I think just Nia Jax brings something to the ring that you're not going to get from anybody. Emma else. Emma versus Asuka was better though. That was a great match too. I mean, I, any match that Oscar's in pretty much is going to be Emma, fun to watch.
1: Emma Emma's the forgotten diva.
0: Yeah, Which is a shame. She's got a ton of ability. I like her the way she is now. I mean, coming yeah, from when she used to role dance role with role. her hands, and yeah. now,
1: now she's, where she is now, she's very impressive as a heel.
0: She is. She's evolved a lot recently. I mean, since she went back to NXT, she's evolved a lot. seen a lot a more lot. from her than... She's a stay there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're going to call her up anytime I, soon. I don't know, but when you
2: go, when you go to WWE, you have come forgotten.
0: I mean, I think, it's, I think it's a good place for her to be. I think she's in the right place, and I don't think there's any reason. Yeah, because NXT does things right. <laughs> Yeah, they. I mean, for they the most part, they do.
1: Secondary storylines. Speaking of forgotten, what about Cameron was down there? See, we were talking about Naomi earlier. Cash yeah, was in the match. Well, one of forgotten people. Right.
0: She's in a
2: match coming up in a couple of weeks. Well,
0: do you remember her little promo she did for the battle royal when she yeah. said everybody's been asking where's Cameron? Oh yeah. And I don't remember hearing anybody. She ever bought. Heard.
2: I think she bought something there. She did. I can't remember what she said. I, I remember she bought it was
0: It was either her or Liv Morgan. Liv no, Morgan it was... was it you're was, not talking about was, that spot when she got eliminated? No,
2: it was during the promo. She botched something. Oh, she really? Did. I don't remember. Yeah. She definitely did.
0: She I
1: forgot. Once she, she tripped over promo, it. she botched something in that promo. But she just kept going, so I mean, unless
0: you yeah. go back and watch the tape. It's, yeah, I don't remember. I wish I would have picked up on it. Um, we got a promo from Carmella with Enzo and Cass. Carmella called Dana Brooke, uh, Miss Piggy, which I enjoyed. I thought it was a a good, uh, a good insult to hurl. Um, Cass, you know, I think, uh, who was it? Was it, was it Dawson? Dash and Dawson. Dash and Dawson said they were all fluff and no stuff. uh Uh, what was it that Cass said? He said, uh, that they were a little soft in the belly, and instead of running their mouths, they needed to spend some time running on a treadmill. Uh Um, Enzo. Said he's been on edge since London. He said he almost beat up the gas attendant that was filling his tank in Jersey because he reminded him of them. <laughs> um that guy's just
1: entertaining to watch.
0: Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He just
1: right. his promos, I mean, the way they, they transition, you know, he's going one way, you're like, Oh, where's em- he going with this? He, he ties it
0: together emotion,
2: and he going the yeah. other way. Like, Why wow. like, put the minus touch
0: on that? Yeah, put the minus touch, put the gold on it. And I love I love him walking away and then Cass being like, Oh, good, you know, good job. And so like he he encourages him afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: well, you do it. <laughs> well, well apparently apparently them versus Dash and Dawson still still a thing so maybe they get a triple threat you think for so the tag titles or even you send Gable and Jordan against Enzo and Cassidy to be the number one contenders That's
0: I I really want to see them get I mean I think their future is obviously bigger than NXT tag champions but I would like to see them at least get to hold them even if it's only for one show and then they drop them I I would like to see them get to hold them up mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming yeah I mean, I thought they were going to get them. I don't know one of the takeovers last year. I thought they were going to. Is that the one? The I May, thought they were, okay. I thought start. they were going to get them in Brooklyn. I thought that they were going to get him in London. That was a big booking mistake. It was a huge opportunity they could have capitalized. You on.
2: heard how over they were in Brooklyn. We were there.
0: They, they were that was a mistake. I mean, I don't know if anybody's more over anywhere than they were in Brooklyn. I mean, for obvious reasons, but that we want Enzo Chant was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, they're, they're definitely over, and they deserve to have some time, you know, putting the Midas touch on it with the, the <laughs> NXT gold. Uh, what do you think of the Vaudevillains vignettes, where they're not saying anything, they well, just kind of look mad?
2: It's, it's just to show that he'll, he'll turn, but good gimmick, but yeah, I'm, not, still, I'm not a big fan of the Vaudevillains.
0: Well, the next thing that happened on the most recent episode of NXT, which I know everybody wanted to talk about, was the return of a Rye, Ooh. Alex Riley. What did you think?
2: I love A Rod. They 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 missed they missed the opportunity with him after he broke with the Miz a few years ago. They missed the I forgot what happened. Backstage was back some backstage politics. There
0: was. But I don't remember what it was. Somebody I know you don't want to mention. No, but I really don't know the whole story. I okay. really don't remember.
1: But um, who's that?
0: <laughs> I, this guy. <laughs> but, but,
2: um, oh. yeah. but um, yeah. Oh. I missed Alex uh-huh. Riley. I, I missed Alex <laughs> Riley. I'm glad that he's back, and we'll see who it goes from here.
0: I liked he showed. A ton of aggressiveness.
2: Yeah, and he was real angry because even the pro- the promo after, he was like, this- oh, he fought Bull Dempsey. E- even um, even when um, he was right, re- oh, I don't know if he caught, but when Bull Dempsey came out, Bull working. he weighs 299 and 3 pounds.
0: Wow, look yes. at him go. And 3 fourths. Yeah, and 3 fourths. That's the part that puts yeah. it over. So yeah. he's finally got that two on the front of the yeah. scale.
2: Yeah, but even in um, the match, he was like, this is what actually come to? Even the promo after the match, he's saying, I couldn't even get a phone call.
0: You know, but he showed- yeah, eight years in the business, I'm calling Stanford, Connecticut, and I'm not getting a call back. I know what Apollo Crews had for breakfast two days yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: he's showing anger, and I I can't, I I can't wait to see what happens with his anger. I was super impressed by Alex Riley. Not only the match, you know, the, the promo afterwards. I mean, he just looked good all around. I mean, other than that little bump on his shoulder, I wanted to like, mm-hmm. probably knock down with the melon. Other right. than that, he looked perfect.
0: Yeah, he had a, a lot of hostility. He carried. I liked the way he carried himself. I think this is probably a good—it's uh, a good change for him, and something I think he needed. I mean, Kevin Owens—you know—obviously took him out the last time we saw him. He, he's come back with a vengeance, and hopefully they keep him going down that path. I'm excited to see where it goes, but I think there could be some big things for A. R. I. in the future. Um, Elias Samson, the Drifter—not a fan. Yeah. He reminds me almost of like a. a poor uh, man's Raven. I I see some Raven influences to him, but he he reminds me of like a an early '90s type character. They're they're playing up the that he's mysterious. I think they're overplaying it. <laughs>
1: yeah. That he's
0: mysterious. Definitely
1: well, overplaying. Yeah, it. Yeah,
0: what's this guy doing? Oh, you know. Okay, I get it. He has a guitar. He doesn't say much.
1: I'm waiting for him to just go more Jeff Jarrett style and start cracking people with
0: the guitar. Yeah, what what this place needs is what I am. <laughs> I I actually like him. I do think there's there. I think they're overselling what he is, but I do think he's a little bit of an intriguing character. I think he has a good look. Again, he's got a super aggressive style in the ring, which I like. I love that swinging neckbreaker as his finisher. Mm-hmm. Super it's high quick. velocity yeah, on quick. that swinging neckbreaker. Uh, I'm curious when we're going to get to see him do something for real, but from what I've seen from him so far, I see a lot of promise, um, yeah, and I think. Drop. Uh, see I think he does have a good elbow drop too. Now I'm I'm very picky about the elbow drop. <laughs> per
1: macho man. You yeah. don't like, you don't like every kind of elbow drop. It's very particular. Yes. What kind of elbows are dropping? And exactly. How are yeah. dropping?
0: Yes. You you should be very judicious with the types of elbows you're dropping. But I do I I like his style in the ring. Um but I do see that the sitting in the corner there's definitely some Raven influences to to his character. Which I don't hate. I liked Raven. I don't know how you felt, but... I was a, Raven. Oh yeah, was a, I was a big Raven, Raven guy. Um, so basically, all always had his squash matches so far. I do think, though, he has an old-school feel to him. And I'm I'm a fan of of an old-school type character, especially in NXT. And I think it's a good place for him to kind of test the waters with this character. The Hype Bros had an interesting promo. I'm not a fan of the Hype Bros. No. I don't know. If you, how do you feel about Mojo? Mm. He's how much. do you feel about Zack Ryder? <laughs> do you feel anything about Zack Ryder? Oh uh, yeah, not much. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I think that's kind of where he's been. Maybe it's like tingle in my grundle, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, sure. <laughs> so Zack Ryder, I think that kind of is how most people feel about him. They don't have much. It seems like they they get a good reaction in Full Sail. I don't know how much reaction they get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I did actually enjoy this promo though. I enjoyed Mojo. You know, talking about the Zubaz pants, <laughs> and Zach saying, "Stop sending me these stupid pants. I don't, I don't wear these things." I actually use them as Christmas gifts. I'll, I'll get people Zubaz. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a good <laughs> I whenever, whenever, a good whenever I can gift. find them, <laughs> which isn't often. <laughs> nah. You have to ask Mojo. You got do he gets all the research. Yeah, but he said, "I see you wearing them to bed every night," which led to the whole. Wait, what do you mean he saw me wearing him to bed? He saw oh, I watch you while you sleep. I'm your tag team partner. I'm supposed to watch your back. And then he walks away, and and Ryder says, "What? Stop watching me sleep." And you just hear Mojo off camera go, "Not going to happen."
1: What, is it I, weird to watch people sleep? Because Eric, I'm sorry. Is, no, that's.
0: Yeah, I think it is weird. Um, stop that. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a preview for. Uh, Cruz and Baylor non-title I think that's interesting That they they have a non-title match coming up I mean their business was clearly unfinished Yeah
1: from that Baron
0: Corbin Yes I thought, I thought the first match
1: funny. was really good So I'm It was look a look very forward, good see, match I'm looking forward to seeing the rematch
0: I see, am too See I if think, they can keep up
1: that, that, that kind of level
0: Oh I have I think they will I, Do you think there's any chance With the non-title stipulation That Cruz goes over No No not at all No Joe, I,
1: I, yeah, I, I think there's a chance. I mean, he he obviously got screwed before, and um, I, I can't see. I mean, maybe maybe he gets a clean clean victory. I, I doubt that, but I can see something again happening here to to mar the end of this this match.
0: So so there's also a chance that we don't even get a real finish to this match.
2: That's kind of what I feel. I think we'll get a finish this match since last time was spoiled. Got to get to finish
0: this so you think Baylor goes over yeah. with the uh off the top rope. Keep, keep the champ against Roll. Uh I could see that. I, I I just always think when they go out of their way to make a non title stipulation, I always think that they're just setting up for the champ to be able to lose without, without losing losing the title. The title. Yeah, yeah. And especially because we have the triple threat match coming up to determine the number one contender. Obviously the number one they're being the number one contender for a shot at Finn Baylor, not a shot at Apollo Cruz. Um, This is an interesting match. Yeah, it was. I thought those three guys in the ring together, I'm not the biggest Corbin fan.
2: No.
0: But I liked the physicality of Corbin and Joe against the athleticism of Sammy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought it made for a really fun match. We got a lot of action outside the ring, inside the ring, on the top rope. There was a lot going on, a lot of action. Um, And honestly, my biggest takeaway from this match is... I forgot what a treat it was to watch Sammy Zane. Yeah, gone
2: for, for way too
0: long. Yeah, I, I missed Sammy. It was fun to watch him. Um, a lot of near finishes in this match. I was impressed. That, th- that blue thunder bomb uh-huh. on Corbin mm. was... I didn't think... I wasn't sure if he was even going to be able to do it. <laughs> um, i I like... Corey Graves put that over, too. Yeah.
2: 275 pounds.
0: Well, Corey Graves... No disrespect to Morrow, Corey Graves is my favorite commentator in the company. Really? He, I, I love him. Well, I it think. was
2: Corey Graves, and then Morrow came, but so they're, not, they're kind of tired for me.
0: I'm not ready to to, to put Morrow on. Still, uh, I enjoy
1: Graves myself. He's still yeah. fresh.
0: He's fresh. I think you talk about a guy who was able to, to take lemons and make lemonade out of him. I mean, he really wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, he got I mean, that taken away from I him. What I was going to say, maybe that's part of the reason why I love
1: him so much watching his story and you know, sort of feeling for him.
0: Right. And then he is on there and he
1: he doesn't seem like he's, you know, asking for anything special. He's out there doing his job and he loves
0: what he's doing. Right. He's a he's a heel color commentator. He puts over the heels. Uh I even like though that he's not above putting over Bailey when she deserves it mm-hmm. or when any babyface deserves it. He's willing to to give them credit where it's due. But he spends most of his time kind of building up the heel, which I think it's very important. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that's done enough on WWE TV. He does it, but he also he, he writes. He hosts a couple shows on the WWE Network. He's just an interesting guy. And he's, he's made a whole new career for himself. Yeah. After, I mean, he thought he was going to be out of the company, and now he's one of the best things they have going for them. Future. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be great when he finally gets on WWE. Um, the finish of this match... Shades of the Becky Lynch, Bailey, Charlotte finish, when Charlotte had the figure eight on Bailey, Becky Pinder, and Becky snuck the victory out. I haven't read any spoilers. I don't know where this story goes. I don't either. No. Personally watching... I do. I want to know. <laughs> well, personally watching, I felt like Sammy had the sharpshooter on, Joe put the crossface on, and the crossface caused the tap. That was what I saw.
1: That's the way it happened, but I, I think it's too. You can't. You can't have it like that. I mean, well, as, I, I don't think you have think the that's... finisher in, you have the finisher on. I,
0: obviously, I would say that's a draw. Well, are we going to give away a spoiler or? It's up to you. I'm fine with giving away a spoiler. I figure anybody, anybody who's probably listening to this, you want the pro- whole spoiler? I don't want the whole spoiler. I just want to. Or know... next week's spoiler. Next week, where, week's where spoiler. we're going with this? Zane versus Joe. Zayn versus World Joe. Okay. Yeah. That's as far as, that's much as I'll give you. So basically, they said we can't determine. Yeah, they go back what watch the tape, to come out and say, you know, same kinda. same versus Joe. And unfortunately for Baron Corbin, he will remain the uncrowned champion. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm with that too. Not mm. a fan. Okay, good. He looks like a Matt Hardy with, with in his hair. <laughs> yeah, he does have that weird hair where it's like Matt it's Hardy like it's back just like and fading hair. I agree. Um, I I honestly thought, I thought that was a great ending to that show. I mean, whenever whenever you can leave it where we don't know what happened, or you can leave it where we don't know where this is going. I think it's always a plus. Regal coming down with the the official trying to figure it out. We have to go in the back and figure it out. You have Joe and Sammy both arguing, both selling their case. Oh, yeah, I
1: had them on this. Oh, I had them on that.
0: I thought it was a good way to end the show, but I thought that was a great match. It was a great, great main event for the, the week. You
1: and it leave, it leaves you wondering where you're gonna go next. Well, right Obviously we know now Thanks Yeah
0: Aaron Aaron I think knows to the story
1: But I'm not saying nothing Yeah, yeah I don't want to know Much more that than that I wanna, I want to watch it
0: <laughs> um, I guess that's everything For NXT this week I thought this was a great a Great week for NXT It's exactly, NXT I Obviously is every week um, I'm looking forward To this week's Me too I that, can't wait to see it Emma Carmella. I want to see the, uh, Valerie, the The cruise match Cruz. I want to see that Yeah that's going to be incredible The first one
1: was dynamic So I'm looking forward To seeing what they The way they do The second
0: time right Right same here um, we have, as we end every week, we have a few, uh, listener questions and comments. Aaron, you want to hit us with those?
2: I'll hit you with it right now. All right. This first question, this is a three-part, three, this is three separate questions from the same person, by the way.
0: Justin? There, it's, Sasha's not involved in this, because it's no. a three-part question, I'm going to need my inhaler for it. I don't okay, have no. it with me.
2: Okay. I'll ask, I'll ask each question one at a time. Okay. All right. Hey, fellas. This is from Justin from Brooklyn. Hey, fellas, I have watched your podcast on YouTube since the first episode. Stop. Dissing against Nikki Bella's boyfriend. <laughs> I have a series of questions. One, do you believe that the WWE needs to bring some of their older titles back in per the European light heavyweight, even the hardcore title, in order to push some of these superstars?
0: Um, okay, I guess if I'm going to take that first. My favorite title out of those was the hardcore title. I don't think it has a place anymore in the WWE product, I think, I just don't think hardcore matches will work anymore. There's no blood. There's no chair shots to the head. I just think a hardcore division is—it ends up just being a watered-down version of what it used to be. And I, there's no reason to bring it back. As far as the other, the light heavyweight and the the European title, I think the I I personally think the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title are enough. I a European title could be interesting because there's a lot of guys from overseas, like a Cesaro. Or I even think a guy like Tyler Breeze, I could have seen him being a great European champion yeah, because... Guys like Dolph Ziggler who don't
1: right a lot of you know, major pushes, what you are saying earlier, like his ring ability, this would give him maybe a form.
0: Exactly. But I, I honestly think that the Intercontinental title is good for the guys just below main event status. And I think the U.S. title is good for mid-card guys or guys on their way up. I don't think they need to add any more titles, especially because they don't treat the ones they have with enough respect anyway. So, why bring back another belt just to to push it down? I don't know, Joe, if you agree with me or not.
1: I agree with you in um in certain aspects uh I don't want to see the hardcore title back i I think that just takes away from you know gimmick matches um again, like you said, they don't have as much blood and gore anymore and it it, it wouldn't be not that I think it was great in the first place. That's just my opinion um I don't think it would be good for the show um European yeah if they were willing to dedicate you know their own storylines to that title. Sort of like what they do with the, the um, WWE title now. Maybe if they were ever to you know, take some of the um, mid-card guys and give them their own you know, forms, it'd be great. But that's unlikely to happen.
0: Right, right. so nobody just trusts that they're yeah. going to do the right thing. I mean, that
1: team. being said, and this segue probably into the next question, um, before they bring it back, any of these titles, I think they need to start focusing more on the tag team division, the tag team titles. they got to give that more of a push on these shows. All
2: right, well, my answer to this question... I agree with you. They can't book anything right. They can't,
1: <laughs> they can't book any
2: of their top titles right, either the Intercontinental. The U.S. title was was a mess for years, and they, could build, they just now get a team on their own world title. If I had to bring a belt back, it would be the Cruiserweight title. But you'll. But the thing is with that title is, you don't want to have the same problem WCW had. WCW kept Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Jericho, all in the Cruiserweight division, and that was it. You don't want the in WWE when it came to WWE, they didn't put certain guys even as cruiserweights in that division because they knew they were greater than that. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If you bring that title back, you don't want to throw guys like Neville, Tyler Breeze. You don't want to pigeonhole. Reference. Yeah. For for example, you don't want to just have them labeled just as a cruiserweight division. And the thing, other thing with belts is the European title. It was nice and all, but I think that's why we why you want to see these belts back because you you fell in love with the design. As much as, the European title is one of my favorite designs. I don't know about you guys. But, honestly, that title lost all value, 100% of value, after Eddie Guerrero lost it in 2000. Because even when you think about the European title, you don't think about the great matches. This only, when you think about the European title, you probably think about either Triple H, Owen Hart, the Bulldog, and D-Lo Brown. Right. And Shawn Michaels, because he held it with the wing title. But Shawn Michaels only had
0: it for a month, and that was just to build heat on the Bulldog. Yeah, Shawn hated that title.
2: Yeah, and it's 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 a forgotten title. It's been William Regal had interviews asked about that title, and he was like, and he didn't know what they're talking about. He didn't remember anything about it.
1: <laughs> I had it. What? Yeah.
2: So I I wouldn't bring back any titles because they can't even book their own titles that they have now. But if I had to, it'd be the cruiserweight. But you have to watch how you book that because you don't want to just have these guys just limited just as cruiserweights.
0: And yeah, it's a slippery slope with a weight class title because you do end up typecasting guys if he's just a small wrestler. Yeah. All right, what's the next part? Part two of this question. Part two of the question
2: is, do you have any idea how they will be able to revamp the tag team division?
0: Uh, revamping it, I mean, I, I think, one, it's, it's in good hands with the New Day for right now. They can mine gold out of whatever match they have, whatever feud they have, but eventually they run out of foes to go against. So I, I just think simple answer, short and sweet, the NXT tag team division has been great. I think there's a lot of talent down there that probably within the next year or two are going to be on the main roster. And I think the tag team division is going to be in good shape just based on the talent they have on the way up.
1: Joe? I I agree with my colleague a lot. Um, You know, NXT's got a lot of great wrestlers that are going to be up on the roster sooner rather than later. Um... I would like to see some more storylines um, built in in the tag division. Um, you have some people that you're are going to waste in the background that you could put in there and probably you know give give some more heat to New Day. And I don't know why you're laughing at me. I oh, wasn't. It? What, what no. Happened? I apologize. All right, b- back 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 to the state of hand. Um, I thought was something somebody said earlier. Well, fair enough. <laughs> you know, give uh, some of these other wrestlers a chance to maybe get together, maybe even like gold the uh, golden truth. And um, give New Day a little bit there, and uh, put put the the tag titles almost on the same level as the um, WWE.
2: Okay. Well, my answer is back in the summer. The tag they, the tag team division had great promise, especially with Lucha Dragons, primetime players, even the Dullies coming back. Yeah, they fell off that. Yeah, and they just the Dullies don't uh, just, they don't work anymore. They're not. They just seem to disappear. And then there's a forgotten tag team. I think is is Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. That's a that's a forgotten tag team. Great tag team. Yeah. Also. They, they what they could a couple of things they could revamp it is revive the dummies a little bit, put Harper and Roman Harper and Roman back in tag team contention, and then bring up guys like Enzo and Cass who are who are that's your they're your money. Fuse you promos with the New Day, they'll be, they'll be amazing promos. And, and on top of that, have have those amazing matches. Don't just have those same boring tag matches that we see all the time with between the Usos and New Day. and You see it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And another thing is make. If you want to build a team with some kind of credibility, put a team with some mid-card guys together, like Team now, Daniel Bryan and Kane. They were great together. Throw throw a couple of random guys together, because that yeah. always seems
1: to work. I mean, Social outcasts. Just <laughs> our own kid worked. Yes, yeah, 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 just
2: throw a couple of random guys together that you think will work, and we usually, we usually fall in love with them 9 out of 10 times.
1: Right. I'm kind of in agreement. Start building some better feuds.
2: Yeah. And the third part to his question was, do you believe that the presence of the Rock kind of generates more dislike for Roman Reigns?
0: Hmm. That's an interesting one. I think it it automatically breeds a, a negative comparison for Roman Reigns because he's he's not The Rock. I mean, who is? And I think it's impossible shoes for him to fill. And I think people see The Rock and they love The Rock and then they realize all the things that we love The Rock for is kind of exactly what Roman can't give us. But I don't necessarily think that he he makes things bad for Roman. I think... I think ultimately, like we talked about Dolph Ziggler before, he's got to separate himself from being a Shawn Michaels clone or a Billy Gunn clone or a hybrid of the two. And he's got to separate himself and be the first Dolph Ziggler. I think Roman Reigns is never going to be as successful as he can be until he separates himself from any comparisons anyway, so... I think The Rock might make it a little bit more difficult for him, but I think ultimately it's, it's on him and the creative team to get him over and get him to his potential. So I don't think The Rock is really going to hold him back or cause any negativity for him.
1: Yep. I'm going to make it short and sweet. No, it's not detrimental to him, but it doesn't help him in any way. It doesn't help him get over. He's got to do that himself.
2: I agree with Joe. When, the, when they bring The Rock, it's like, okay, Cause they know Vince knows people love The Rock, so it's like you put him with Roman, they they're, they're thinking is okay Rock's gonna get Roman over, he's gonna get the fans to love him, but that's not that's not the case. It's been proven at the Royal Rumble, they booed him. The promo after the after the Royal Rumble, Rock was shook because that didn't get Roman over. The Rock, the man, Rock's music hit, we cheered, he got in the ring and they booed. The thing is, they they constantly compare Roman, well tell us that Roman is related to The Rock, and. If you want to get him over it, he can't have any kind of comparison or any words mentioned that he's related to The Rock because that's just shoving him down his throat. And any time The Rock interacts with Reigns, you know it's it's going to mean that Roman's going to win.
0: I, okay, I, I could see that. I just think, like I said, any wrestler who's ever going to be a legit superstar get to the top of the game has to do it his own way. And I just think if he ever gets there, He's going to have overcome whatever comparisons there are to yeah. to the Rock.
2: Yeah, he has to be different. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, another question. We got we have to get this
0: guy on the show. <laughs> it's not Ronald Lloyd again, it, is it? We gotta get this guy on the show. Ronald Lloyd is my is my favorite listener. Yeah, currently. we're
2: gonna get him on the show. All right, what are your thoughts on Rusev and Lana? I'm a huge fan of theirs. This time last year, Rusev was coming off being the last man eliminated from the Royal Rumble and was the United States Champion going into the Mania. Now, Rusev and Lana are relegated to the League of Nations and have become almost irrelevant. What gives? I still want Lana. Don't we all? Thoughts, please.
0: <laughs> Ronald, I'm a huge fan of what Rusev's able to do. I'm a huge fan of Lana, like I said, as an empowered female character. she like Rusev was one of the most intimidating, formidable guys on that roster, and she was leading him. Now, you know, she's walking ten feet behind him. She doesn't talk anymore. It used to be where she'd come out and kinda of pose for the crowd, then Rusev would come out. I they clearly lost their way with Rusev. I don't I, I mean that the whole thing with Ziegler and Summerray, it it was terrible. It's one of my least favorite things they did in two thousand fifteen. I think Rusev got way off course. I think they kinda of slowly need to to revive him, but I I, I think Lana is a big part of what makes him successful. So I think they have to start breathing life into her again. If she has heat backstage, if she did something that made people mad, I think it's time to just let it go and take advantage of a quality performer that you have instead of, why punish somebody that's bringing something good to your product? So I think ultimately Rusev and Lana will be back where they were. I just think it's going to be, it's it's a work in progress. I think it's going to be at least six to nine months before Rusev really matters again.
1: Yep. I agree a hundred percent with Ron. I mean, what he had to say is definitely on point. I mean, as long as you have Rusev, I mean, they got they muddled his storylines and they just threw them together with the League of Nations and figured they'd be able to you know salvage any kind of you know storylines with Rusev. With that being said, Lana was used as his um, Mike, his you know, his, his figurehead was talking for him, and you're not going to get that well with Rusev tied with the League of Nations. 'Cause then you have too many other quality wrestlers which aren't gonna get their mics that right big time and it's just not gonna happen. Lana's just gonna be relegated to the background, which sucks.
2: Alright, I agree with Ron because <laughs> after he dropped the US title, they dropped the ball with him. He got the foot injury was it was it um after he dropped the US I got the foot injury and then mm-hmm. Lana started moving in on Ziggler, they completely dropped the ball with this guy. But it goes on to booking and what do you do with this guy? You do him into that terrible feud with Dolph. Dolph and Lana and Summer Rae. Matches were good. Storyline was bad. You put, you put them back together in the League of Nations. When the League of Nations got together, they had this promo. Lana was there. All members of the League of Nations and the U.S. title was like laid out in, in a showcase. That promo was good. At being the League of Nations with that kind of name, for everybody from all those, all those different countries, the U.S. title should be their thing. They should all be going at the U.S. title. So if Del Rio can't get the title... I don't see why they can't have Rusev go back after the U.S. title. That's that. I think that'll be the only way to revive him. If if Del Rio can get the job done, put Rusev in the ring with Kalista. That's the only way you can get to revive him Because if he's not if he's not the U.S. champion, then he's going to be booked terribly.
1: Maybe not the only way. What if they had um, Del Rio win the title and then Rusev take exception uh, uh, exception to that? Maybe you know, get him out of the League Nations that way.
2: Yeah, as long yeah as long as he's not as long as he's doing something relevant. That's yeah. the thing. Like I said, Del Rio can't get it done. Maybe Rusev can get it done. But unless Del Rusev has the U.S. title or is doing something with a high-level high main eventer, he's going to be what he is now.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, out of League of Nations, because the way it stands in, in my viewpoint is Del Rio, then Rusev, then Barrett. Oh, don't talk so, about bear. I'm, so, that hurts me. So, yeah. so I mean, Rusev's always going to be second to Del Rio right now, unless they get him away from the League of Nations. You're not going to see Lana because he's second. Yeah, and they, and they like to separate Lana
2: with just Rusev. She has not She's not when they, when they have those those League of Nations entrances and big matches, She's not. She's nowhere to be found because they have her just for Rusev.
0: Okay, so we all think Rusev has lost his way. Yes. He's lost in the League of Nations.
1: Follow
0: the Olympic Do do we think he is eventually? Do you think, how how long do you think it is before he's out of the League of Nations and back on his own, forging his own path?
2: I don't know because the thing is, the League of Nations—they have so much potential. They could easily—they easily put combinations of tag team. I don't have a problem with him, seeing him and Barrett as a tag team, him and the Reels as a tag team, him and Sheamus as a tag. Team. I, I don't have a problem with that. They do so much, but they're just not going to do it. So. Until he's probably at the League of Nations, I don't see anything relevant unless he's unless if, if Del Rio can't get it done, then he tries to get the U.S. title back in Callisto' because that's what the League of Nations should be focused on. All
0: right, well, Ronald, I guess you heard it here from the three of us. Um, probably more people feel the same. It's probably going to be a little little bit of a wait. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> before Rusev is back to where you want to see him, but we all think he ultimately will get there. He's too good not to. Um, I guess that's our show for today. Uh, we want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. You can watch our show on YouTube. Uh, just search Matt Madness. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and Podbean. It is available the first thing Wednesday morning every week. I'd like to thank Aaron Lloyd for being here once again. I once again would like to thank Joe Rottermill.
1: Just a little shout. Get better at <laughs> Bret Hart. Legend.
0: Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Get better, Bret. Yes, Bret. We're with everybody else in the in the wrestling community. You're the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. We don't think that this is anything that's going to hold you down for too long. So on behalf of my two colleagues, my name is Ron Pashery. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.